1: well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Talk shoe. Recorded live. Live.
1: <laughs> I just kind of felt like I needed to uh, follow that up with a live of my own.
2: Mm. That talk- who-, who, is-
1: who is that talk, talk shoe dude?
3: Um, I wonder wonder who that is, Mr. Tossier.
1: Anyway, um, welcome to another episode of Just Talking to the Cornfield with Earl and the Colonel. Uh, Tonight, we're we're going to revisit something that we did last year a few times, where we take a uh, classic movie, classic to us at least, and we certainly picked a classic one this this time, and uh, we um, recast it with uh, Major League... Ball players and or personalities, managers, executives, things like that. Um, could be anything. Anybody associated with baseball. Tonight we're doing Star Wars, the original Star Wars from 1977. Um, and uh, I think we're going to have a lot of fun with that uh, once we do it. So uh, say hi to the kids, Colonel. Uh, hello. And,
3: um, you know, I've, I've never actually seen the original. So I'm, I'm going uh, off the cuff here.
1: What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs>
3: Sorry. Just wanted, to, just wanted to trip you up. Sorry about that. Okay.
1: I was I was about to just hang up
2: and end the call.
3: You know, I I, I know you're so much better at this. So uh, so I was trying to get a little bit of an advantage.
1: Okay.
2: Well, we'll, we'll have to see. I
1: spent way too much time thinking about this today. Um so uh it pro- will probably turn out that your 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 picks are a lot better because mine are going to be like I said I overthought it a little bit. So uh, we'll see we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. But we'll get to that when we get to that. Um uh we'll talk about Star Wars, but a uh, happy Saturday night. Uh it's the holy Saturday here in the Christian faith and uh Passover in the Jewish faith. I'm sure that's that there's some other kind of uh religious festivals going on for other faiths. So uh, we're doing the show on a Saturday night instead of uh, tomorrow, mostly because my wife works on Saturday nights and it's easier to, uh, um, uh, you know, to, uh, to do the show uh, on nights when she's not around. So, uh, how you been? You're enjoying, uh, you're enjoying a cocktail with the show. What are you happy?
3: Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I have my usual, um, because I made, I made a bad one last week. So, uh, very uh, very pleased uh, with the one that I have uh, today. And um, yeah,
1: last last week uh, the Caucasian, the White Russian that you made for yourself was uh, a little too strong. I believe you said. Yeah, say.
3: yeah, it just wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't good. Uh, but uh, I actually today is the first time I took a complete day off from work
1: since last summer. Wow, and it, uh, a lot of it had to do with. Uh, with uh, with me moving the this, this show around, right? Yep. Yeah, because you were originally yeah. going to do your, sh- your show prep and and whatnot uh, 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 tomorrow. I guess. Yeah,
2: I and mean, I you're going to work today. today. That's correct.
1: But, yeah, it was too nice. It was too nice out to to, to be working. I don't mean, I don't know if you spent it inside, but uh, but it was uh, it was beautiful. I ran, did a, did a bunch of errands today. Went out for
2: breakfast in the morning. Uh, you know, it was, it, was, it was a nice nice nice
1: productive little Saturday.
3: It, does, it doesn't matter if I um, if I if I spend it inside because all I did is spend it not working, which
1: was just beautiful, just just fantastic. Well, my cocktail of the evening is uh, I'm I'm drinking some uh, George Dickel uh, whiskey, Tennessee whiskey, with um, a uh, honey ginger syrup that I found from a, a company called Bar Spen and topped off with some uh, seltzer water. It's very delicious yeah hey, uh, and
3: um your your photo isn't helping my diet any
1: yeah well i mean it was actually uh um a pretty diet conscious uh uh choice i made uh made tacos tonight
2: um, and
1: uh i, I did a have uh, been doing um this korean uh style uh marinade that includes brown sugar and whatnot so when you when you when you grill it up it gets a nice little car- caramelization on it uh, nice little crust. So I did it tonight with chicken and Mm -hmm. it came out great. I used a broccoli slaw. Uh, so the coleslaw had broccoli, red cabbage and, and, uh, and, uh, carrots. And, uh, I had some sliced mango that I, uh, that I, that I included on there and, uh, some avocado and some cilantro and a little lime juice. It was delicious. I had two of those. So, uh, it was a, uh, it was not the healthiest of, uh, of uh, meals, but uh, but reasonably for you know what what I what I've known to put in my body in the past, <laughs> and this cocktail went along with it very well. Okay. So. Uh, are, you,
3: are you ready to get the weigh in out of the way?
2: Yeah. Should we just do that? Yeah.
3: All right. Why don't you
1: go first this week?
3: You know, I I really really thought I was up i i i was i really thought i was up because i i went a little uh a little crazy with uh celebration and and stress eating right. um but uh, i am proud to say i
1: uh
3: i, I just maintained okay so Maintain. not, up, not down
1: all right well it's it's not the worst i uh i did better than i thought i would uh this week uh because i did have uh did do some drinking during during the week, which I've been trying to, one of the things with my diet is, I mean, once I, you know, if I don't go out drinking, you know, during the week, beer especially, uh, you know, I usually, I can usually drop some pounds pretty quickly. And I've been cutting carbs and whatnot, but uh, I wound up losing three pounds. Oh my God. So I'm four, down 14 overall. Uh, I was kind of hoping for five pounds this week, but uh, well, like I said, uh, I, was, I was pretty happy with the three considering considering what I did. Um so uh what was your what's your month date total? Hold on, I gotta go to the site. Um yeah we're uh four weeks in right now. Uh, four weeks in.
2: He, he, uh
3: Anthony is down eight and a half. Okay. Uh, I I'm down five, you're down fourteen, and Mike uh is up uh is up four.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mike Mike Brody, yeah.
2: yeah. All
1: right. <laughs> Uh, you know, but he's a dark horse. He can come back out of nowhere and uh and uh and, and take it all before the barbecue, you know? Yeah. Um
3: uh B uh, J Tony is texting me right now saying it was the pizza that I brought him, that I brought him that that I sabotaged him.
1: <laughs> You're a saboteur. Not the ten uh, not the ten beers that he had with dinner that night.
2: No, 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 no. So um, right I'd enjoy the
1: how did he enjoy the six pack of um, Trove's uh, Nugget Nectar that you brought him? He says he'll fi- he'll, he he could finish the six pack, but it was too heavy for him. Yeah, it is. I know. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to sit down and, and drink six of those in a row. Uh, I mean, right. I, I I'll, I'll sit down and have two of those maybe, but not you yeah. know not nothing more than that. It's not a it's not a session beer. Uh, you know.
3: Well, he, well he, I've seen him drink uh, fourteen Heinekens within about an hour and a half. So I couldn't imagine. Yeah,
1: that's pretty impressive.
3: Wow. So I c- couldn't imagine the trobes being, you know, too heavy for him. But uh, tomorrow, uh, Jeter will have his first uh, Corona
1: and lime. So. Oh, your son is having uh, is having his having his first beer tomorrow.
3: First beer? Are You kidding no, me? No, 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 <laughs> no. Why first Corona and lime? Uh, why? Because yeah. he ne- he never had any, so we're having a barbecue. No. Oh man. Okay. So uh, it's a
1: uh, it's really not a good beer.
3: <laughs> he, he just it. <laughs> did you see his yeah, sh- sh- Come on.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, that's He's too like, funny.
3: Can you go to 7-Eleven for me? Sure. What do you need? 18 beers. I said, "Oh, you having a party?" No. <laughs> like a, just, need,
1: just, need, just need those beers. oh boy. Yep. Well, uh he t- takes I, I I was very similar. I I I didn't really uh I didn't really drink too much in high school uh here and there but uh but uh i really kicked it into high gear when i when i went to school when i went away to college
3: so yeah you you have you, heard the freshman fifteen you know yeah. fifteen pounds the freshman fifteen was you yeah. know was was like bill's breakfast for beer <laughs> you know when he when he went to college
1: you know fifteen, 15 beers for breakfast
2: that's
1: Impressive. Um, all right, so uh, we'll talk a little bit about baseball. Happy Jackie Robinson Day. Happy Jackie Robinson Day. Um, today, uh, back in 19, what was it, 1947? was uh,
3: 1947,
1: yeah. 1947, which said uh, April 15th was the first game Jackie Robinson played for the Dodgers, uh, breaking the collar barrier.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and uh, every year they celebrate it uh, with... Uh, every player in the in, in the majors wearing uh um number 42 which was Jackie Robinson's number uh the last player to wear 42 was Mariano Rivera because he was grandfathered in he uh he he was wearing 42 before before uh every team um retired the number um yep. so uh makes for watching watching games today on a day like today pretty interesting when you're when you're looking at teams uh, you, know, been, you know, like I was watching the Cardinals play today, and and I didn't know a lot. Of, I don't know. Uh, I don't see the Cardinals play an awful lot, and not knowing uh, who number. Hey, who's number forty-two? Oh, wait a minute. Who's number
2: forty-two? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: right. I think he uh, even texted me at one point. today, uh, why is Carlos Martinez wearing number forty-two? Right, oh, right, right,
2: right. <laughs> uh, and then
3: I see uh, somebody batting against him wearing forty-two. I'm like, oh, I'm an asshole.
1: So, but uh. Yeah, the Yankees. Uh, all of a sudden, last week I was I was uh, mired in a depression about how they started the season off, but now they've won six in a
2: row. So. Yeah.
3: It's yeah, no no help to uh, no thanks to uh, our pre-season MVP uh, first uh, baseman uh, Bird.
1: Oh, Greg Bird. Yeah, Greg Bird's yeah. been dealing with a bit of an ankle injury, uh, so he didn't really play a lot this week. Uh, he was back in the lineup today. Um, but their lineup today was was pretty weird. No Matt Holliday, who was who was dealing with back spasms. Um, obviously, no Gary Sanchez, who's on the BL, and no Aaron Judge. They play. They went with uh, Aaron Hicks in right field today. So uh, it was a it was it kind of felt like their B squad. And uh, and Carlos Martinez let let them win the game by walking eight batters. And it was all CC uh, Sabathia today. Yeah, Sabathia looked great. Um, um, the Yankees somehow managed to uh, strike out 18 times as, as, as a team today and still win the game 3-2. to two. Tyler uh, Clifford was, was – uh, uh, right now the Yankees have the best uh, bullpen in baseball. ERA-wise. Well, uh, well they, hang
3: on. They struck out 17 times in eight innings.
1: Yeah, 17 times in eight, yeah. In
3: eight innings. They didn't, they didn't have to bat the bottom
1: of the ninth. Right, yeah. So um, their their bullpen's been incredible uh, over, over this stretch. Uh, Clipper gave up a home run today, uh, made it a little scary the ninth inning because and he was pitching the ninth inning because you know they've been winning so much lately and close games that they've been using Batansas and Chapman like every day. So then they they bit, and Girardi was like, you know, I need to get these guys a day off. So. Um, uh, so they went with uh, Adam Warren in, in the uh, in the eighth inning and and uh, Tyler Clippert, who was former closer. He's, he's closed closed some games in the past. Right, struck sure
3: out the side. Struck sure out the side that night, even though he gave up that homer.
1: Even though he gave up that homer and, and another uh, another base hit. So it was a, it was an interesting an interesting day, and the Yankees are, have been pretty interesting this week. Uh, the pitching the pitching is. Uh, is there? Uh, Sabathia looked good again. Uh, Tanaka's looked good. Uh, Severino looked good. Pineda looked good. Even the kid that they brought up, um, in Montgomery, uh, looked looked uh, looks good. And uh, that's that's that. I mean, the season's gonna gonna rely on that, you know. If I if I told
3: you that uh, Jacoby Ellsbury would be betting cleanup on April fifteenth, you would yeah. think that the rest of the team was in a bus bus accident or something.
1: Something. Yeah. Yeah. It was. You know, basically, and, and I kind of agree with Girardi, he was like, you know, he, he said he was just trying to uh, break up his lefties. So he batted his lefties one, four, and seven. Um, and uh, and it just kind of worked out that way. And, and really, cleanup guy is really only the cleanup guy in the first inning, mm-hmm. right? So what does it matter?
3: just Jacoby uh, so Albert. He never batted cleanup in his entire life until yesterday and then he did it again today.
2: Very strange. Never
3: never batted fourth in his life. And then and then back to back days. But who cares? It doesn't you know, I mean look, look who batted uh ninth for the Cubs today. It was um Avi Baez. Javi Baez age, right? So yeah. so so uh teams are you know, teams are doing different things. Um and uh and I and I think you Kyle Schwarber's batting leadoff not who you would ever see historically as a prototypical leadoff hitter. But when, right. you, look at, when you look at the rest of that
1: lineup, you know, it, it, it works. Yeah. And like I said, the reason why he's batting leadoff is that Joe Madden wants to get him as many plate appearances as possible. Like, well, mm-hmm. you know, loves his bat. And, uh, and, and he is a candidate to be, uh, replaced later in the game for defensive purposes. So, uh, it only makes sense to you know move them up as, as high as you can in the lineup. You yeah, know? yeah. So what what else uh, happened in baseball this week?
3: Uh well, um, the
1: uh, your Brewers are doing some nice things.
3: Yeah, I was going to actually bring that up, but uh, you um you saw Chris Sale today finally doing the Sale things. Uh, you know. Um, yes. So uh, I would say finally, I mean. I mean He's pitching Excellent. phenomenal for the Red Sox this year. And sure everybody else is having remorse that oh, we could have had a guy uh, like that. He pitched another great game today.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: the um, I was watching the game today. I was watching the Brewers and the Reds. And you remember the Brewers had a second baseman for a couple of years named Scooter Jeanette?
2: Yes.
1: So he I'm is watching. Off, the, to, off to a hell of a start for the Reds.
3: Right, for, for, well, you see, that's my point. He, off to the Reds. I'm watching the game today. And guy hits a ball, it goes right to the right through the second baseman uh, for a single. And I hear, uh, you know, and hear something about Scooter Jeanette. And I'm like, oh, Jeanette's playing today? You know? Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm like, what the? I'm like, what? what, what? It, he, he meant Jeanette didn't hit it. It got through Jeanette at second base. And nope. I had no idea that Jeanette was actually uh, uh, on, on the Cincinnati Reds.
2: He
3: said, 10-footer B.I. for Scooter Jeanette. I'm like, oh, my God.
1: And batting four hundred something, right? He's
3: batting, yeah. He's leading the team in RBI's so, yeah. um, uh, there was a whole big um, talk the other day um, about uh, what you
1: what you did we do is it you that brought it up with Ryan Braun, which I think is phenomenal. Uh, yeah, there uh, there's there's some some thought that he might get traded, uh, especially to the Dodgers who have a lot of interest in him. Um there's thought that he could get traded uh, to uh, to the Dodgers before May something or other. I forget what the exact date is because on that date he becomes a, a five and ten player, and he has the right to refuse any trade. And right. and uh, so they were actually thinking, you know, the, you know, the article was by Ken Rosenthal, I think. It was talking about how there are two trade deadlines for Ryan Boyd this year. You know the. <laughs> that you know that that day in May when he when he uh, when he when he reaches his ten year anniversary and then the
2: actual trade deadline. Yeah,
3: ten ten years in the major leagues, five years with one team, and you can uh, you can a team, a trade. Yep. Um, so Braun has um, uh, let's see, thirty nine, fifty six, seventy one million dollars left um,
1: uh,
2: on
3: the
1: next contract. four years. Yeah, yeah.
2: So and the uh, Brewers and you know
1: for everything that he is, he's still a uh valuable major league uh productive player, you know, uh, uh you know, averaging, you know, twenty five home runs a year, uh in, in left field. Uh, uh, team, teams are gonna need that, you know. So um I think somebody would be willing to pick it you know has not shown to be shown himself to be the uh, you know ideal uh teammate and uh and citizen uh, of course and we've talked about this and you talked about it last week when you were picking uh, your seven dwarves of baseball All Right, but but uh but yeah it's it's a it's 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 something interesting uh and and it's something the brewers definitely should do because their movement is youth and uh you know and they're and they're looking pretty good tell us about your first baseman well Oh,
3: I'll tell you that in a second. Well, Ryan Braun's from California, so yeah. I'm uh, as a as a as a Brewer fan. I hope they unload him for just a bucket a bucket of, of guys, um, right. and, and I think that's what it's going to take. And I think they're going to get it. And I'm just excited because I have seen enough of Braun on the team, and they're not going to go anywhere. So they might as well trade him for, for pieces. Right.
0: Um,
3: and do uh, you know what Ryan Braun's mother is? Jewish.
2: Oh no! What?
1: Um, she's a brewer. Oh, she makes beer. She makes beer, right? That's exactly.
2: <laughs> That's right. funny. She's,
1: she's a brewmeister. Uh, where, so where, is, it, where? where Out in California.
3: In California. Yeah,
2: yeah
3: actually. Uh, so I thought that was. Um, uh, I thought that was pretty interesting that Ryan Braun's mother, uh, Diane Braun, is actually a brewmeister. Um, okay. So uh, the other thing is, I'm really, really excited. Um, about uh the the guy they got eric Timms? or do they pronounce it because Marcus was Marcus Thames, but Eric Thames is er, Eric Thames is Eric Thames.
1: No, Marcus was Marcus Thames. Right. The river is the river Thames.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Uh uh the guy on the Brewers now is Thames. T H they pronounced it Yeah. Thames.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh so it, it's not a hard T like Marcus Thames or the River Thames. It's uh Thames. You know they're all spelled spelled or, or Thames. Mark, is it Thames or Thames? I forget. It's T-H-A-M-E-S. but M E S. Yeah, you, but he does pronounce the TH. The H is, is is in there. So,
3: okay. Um well Marcus Thames however you wish to Pronounce it is a uh, is, is a thirty year old
2: guy. Not. He's he's Eric Eric
1: Eric. I'm
3: sorry Eric. Yes. All right all right. Um, he uh, he was he was a good power hitter in the minor leagues. Um, it never really developed into very much. uh right. In the major leagues with Toronto, then he went to Seattle, then he went to Baltimore, um, and then he uh, he decided to play uh, baseball uh, overseas. Right, um,
1: and he played uh, in Korea, Korea or okay. yeah, he played for the Dinosaurs. And he, or the dinosaurs. And he was uh, some, something of a something of a celebrity over in Korea. That's right. he was he was um,
3: you know the, uh, the Ichiro, uh, if, if you can call him that. Oh, he was the big superstar. Forty home runs, forty stolen bases, batted 381. Uh, right. Next year, it's forty home runs. So in three years of playing in uh, in Korea. Uh, he had 124 home runs and had about, um, had about uh, 400 RBIs. So yeah, he
2: was, pretty amazing. He, was a,
3: he was a monster. And they only yeah. played about 130 games over there. So, um, so he was a monster. And uh, the Brewers picked him up and decided to take a chance with him, gave him a four-year contract, four-year major league contract, and the guy looks great. He was. Um, yeah. He had two home yeah. two more home runs today, so he's got five. Uh, five on the season. And uh, it, during the game today, uh, oh Lars, happy uh, happy Jackie Robinson Day. Um, David wrote me on Facebook uh, that he's finishing something up uh, south of La Macchia and is trying to get in. Um,
1: he's he's, he's he's playing with his wood today.
3: Okay. <laughs> well.
1: Um,
3: so he he's built uh, he's,
1: he's, build, he's building a bed. What do you, what do you what, do you, what do you, don't don't you
3: know? I don't know. I don't. Keep, I'm keep not the, friends with him.
1: Keep your head out of the gutter.
3: Okay.
2: <laughs> he,
3: <laughs> so Thames came up. Actually, uh, I was watching the game today. Tony Cingrani, uh lefty, um, threw a pitch right down the middle To strike three, uh, and it wasn't strike three. They didn't call it strike three, which was shocking. It was lefty versus lefty, Thames is batting lefty. Next pitch mm-hmm. to the same place, it's 425 feet the center field. And, wow. And, and the ball makes um, a really, really interesting sound off his bat. It's just, it, it, yeah. he's a really powerful
1: guy. Yeah. I wish the, uh, uh, he, he was already told that they're not going to let him, but uh, he wore um, uh, metallic gold shoes, um, um, batting gloves, and elbow armor um when when he played uh, over over in, in Korea it looked just looked totally badass it was uh it was pretty awesome but uh he was sold uh, only only black or white i believe you can only you can know, two colors for uh for stuff like that
3: um uh, actually my my buddy Albert um just texted me he's in Taiwan right now
2: oh wow
1: uh,
3: yeah and um his family's from there and he's actually in Taiwan and he sent me a video Um, of uh, Corey Snyder. well, He sent me a video of what it's like to watch baseball over there because he went to a game. And uh, Corey Snyder is a manager uh, of the team in 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 Taiwan. uh, Former Indians uh, slugger Corey Snyder from Brigham Young, uh, a college baseball player. Um, And he had to come out and argue a call (laughs) and he needed a translator, so he's like saying
2: blah 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 blah
3: blah, and the translator had to you know, do the arguing arguing. That's too him.
1: funny. So that's uh, too funny. was great. So he's not yeah. like Bobby Valentine. Bobby Valentine went over to Japan and managed, managed, but he learned the language.
3: Yes, yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. So actually, no, Corey Schneider was managing in Mexico over the last four years. I think he was the first American to win the uh, whatever title in the Mexican...
1: Mexican League, uh, yeah. you can. Know, oh, wow, yeah, for, that's interesting.
3: And uh, then he went to go um, over to uh, uh, to uh, this league in Taiwan um, and uh, must have got a, a good offer. He's <laughs> arguing and,
2: you know,
3: he has to have a translator do I was yelling for him. So it's, uh, baseball is a very international game and I'm actually working on on something... Um, which I'm not ready to share yet, but I I, okay. I I think I think this is probably the best era for baseball
1: since the 50s. What's going okay. on right now? And having to do
2: with the international talent and whatnot.
3: It's well, for, yeah. I mean, the 50s were 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 a phenomenal time for baseball.
1: Um, especially I mean, if you if especially if you were a New York fan.
3: <laughs> right right, but I mean it was a phenomenal time for baseball. It was an important time, obviously the california expansion baseball in the fifties mm-hmm. i mean people were it was the, it was the, the sport for the country and yeah. uh, Mickey Mantle and Willie uh, mays and obviously full integration uh, mm-hmm. superstars had come up and um, just a, just a great time in the sixties that became very pitching dominated um, the 70s was just weird with the uniforms and the AstroTurf. Um, and, and then, uh, I don't know, I thought the 80s were relatively relatively boring. Um, and then we started to get into the steroid era and the aftermath of the steroid era. And, and you know, you know right now just how fun, the, you know, what the international players have brought yep. to the game.
1: The well, seriousness. Yep. Well, it's funny because uh, one of the things that I, I, I briefly wanted to mention about Jackie Robinson Day is about the lack of African American players and in in the game today, and it is uh, uh, at at a very low point for uh, African American players. It's only like something like eight percent of the league is is African American, um, and league and MLB Network has been has been discussing that a lot. They did a, they, they had a Sit down with Andrew McCutcheon, uh Adam Jones, Adam and, uh, Mark, Jones Str- you
3: know?
1: and Mark Stroman, and you know some of those guys, and uh, you know Howard Reynolds was like, you know, when I was growing up, I, he's like I had six or seven black guys on my team, you know, you know I'm African American, uh, you know, he's like the Oakland A's, you know, he Tony Phillips, Ricky Henderson, Dave Stewart, and blah blah blah, and he's like, he's like, he's just, he's like, there's a lot of teams out there now that have like one African American player. Or you know like or you know, and there was even one team that had like one african American player on its entire forty man roster, so uh it, you know it is a, a, a little different, but um they did interview and, and this is a ken Rosenthal thing he he wrote an article and whatnot, but they introduced they interviewed uh sharon um Robinson, who's jackie Robinson's daughter daughter, yeah, and uh they wanted to know uh, you know they, they they asked her well what do you what do you think of uh, what would Jackie think of this low number of African-Americans? She's like, well, she's like, it wasn't a nationality thing. She's like, he broke a color barrier. And she's like, and if you look around the league, there are a lot of of brown faces in the league. Uh, you know, guys like Francisco Lindor wouldn't have been able to play uh, back back in the day. Uh, but because he was born in where is Prince Lindor from? Uh, DR, DR, because he was born in in, in uh, the Dominican Republic. He's not considered to be African American. No, no,
3: no, no. Lindor's Puerto Rican. I'm sorry, because he went to oh, okay. in Florida. Sorry. Okay.
1: Uh, but you know, same thing. A lot of players from the Caribbean and from and from uh, and from Latin America, the darker darker skin players from from Latin America, um, wouldn't have been able to play. Uh, in, in the pre-integration period, there were yeah. some light-skinned uh, um, Latin American players who, who, you know, were able to play uh, in the majors. But if you if you were dark at all, uh, you, you couldn't play. So, um, you know, while there is a lack of, of African American players, there is this great wealth of international players. From you know South you know South America, Latin America, the Caribbean, from from uh, Asia. Now we're getting a lot of players. You know, which, you know Jap- Japan, Taiwan, Korea. So so uh, I, I think it is. Uh, you know, e- even though you know if you're specifically looking down and 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 pin- trying to pinpoint African American players, there is problems there. And uh, you know, baseball is going to try to do some stuff to get younger African American. Uh, uh, men and boys interested in the game, and and they're doing what they can. Uh, but right now, there is a lack of that. But overall, uh, there's a lot of color and flavor in in, in baseball right now, and I know you oh, agree well. with that.
3: Yeah. Oh God, no i i I absolutely, I absolutely do. I mean, I, I feel I feel it's not even my place to to speak about it. That's why I I love uh, what what uh, Adam Jones, uh, the way he talked. Um, right. talked about talked about it the other day. There was um, there was a Cuban player, actually, who played for um, for the Yankees uh, in the, in the late 19 teens. Um, yep. uh, 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 something Mar-Sands, Um Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and he was Cuban, but he was light skinned Cuban. Right. Um, oh God, I, I a of, Let me just go to baseball reference to find. It. Um, but uh, and, yeah, this is a, Armando Marstands. Yeah, here he is. Right. He played for the played for the Reds, and he played for the San Louis Browns, and for the Yankees, and he was from Cuba.
1: And and he w- he was allowed because he was light skinned So, yeah. um, and there I, were a handful and there were a handful of guys like that. Uh, you know, it, it, like like you said, truly was a color barrier. It wasn't a nationality barrier. Yeah.
2: yeah,
1: that's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I
3: I. I don't know. Um, I know that they're wearing all you know, the uniforms 42, and there's obviously a lot of a lot of tradition there. But um, I, I I just I just don't know. Um, it's going to sound strange. If, it, 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 if it's enough, you, you know, what I mean, like, I mean, it should be revered. Like, a, they have a Jackie Robinson Award. Right. Um, I, I don't know It's, the,
1: it's the Rookie what, Year Award.
3: Rookie of the Year. I mean, it, it should be a little bit more pronounced than that because yeah. I think I think as the generation you know goes on, you really have no idea what what, what he went
1: through.
0: Um,
3: well,
1: I mean, he is the only player that gets celebrated like this once a year, and it seems like every year, teams and uh, and uh, networks. Uh, are doing more and more every year to celebrate Jackie Robinson Day. So I I don't think they're ever gonna forget. Well you know,
3: mm-hmm. I know I know they I know this is gonna sound strange, but they retired number forty two. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to see them retire for every team. I think it should be awarded to a person who's earned the right to wear the 42, as opposed to that would have been kind
1: of cool. That would have been definitely kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. You you know, and and look, I mean, and and look, uh, uh, Mariano Rivera wore it to honor Jackie Robinson, and Mariano Rivera wasn't wasn't African American. He was from Panama, right? Panama, Panama? yeah, yeah, Yeah. Panama, yeah. He was he was he was was, he's a black man from Panama. So, but he knows that he wouldn't have been able to play the game. Yeah. Prior to prior to Jackie Robinson, you know, so it's a uh, yeah yeah. I, Robinson Cano would have loved to have worn forty two. He wears twenty four because you know to, to honor uh, Jackie Robinson. Uh, yeah, he's, named after, he's named after Jackie Robinson, you know. Uh, uh, is, but, so uh
3: Lars says uh, uh, Jackie got a statue at uh, at the stadium today, and they had out yes. forty thousand replicas. Uh, wow! Did you? Did
2: you see the statue? Yes, I did, yeah.
3: Uh, him um, you
2: know, sliding, so pretty neat. But wow. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it would have been
1: fun to see guys like Ken Griffey and and uh, you know, Adam Jones and, and uh Andrew McCutcheon wear wear number forty two, you know.
2: Right. I think right. Uh, uh,
1: uh I also think Andrew Jones uh, I mean Andrew McCutcheon might have might have chosen to wear Roberto Clemente's number if that wasn't oh. uh, you know.
3: And retired, you, but you, you want to drop the story you, sh- you told me the other day, which which I had actually known about Neil
1: Walker about, about oh yeah well uh, we were talking got kind of got into a little Wiki hole about Jack about uh, Roberto Clemente and uh, and when he was uh, you know he was from Puerto Rico and in the winter uh, Tom Walker who was a pitcher uh, later with the Expos was playing uh, Puerto Rican ball. And he uh was going to help well he did help uh load the cargo plane uh that Clemente was taking to Nicaragua, I believe, right? Uh, yes. Yes. It was a war torn Nicaragua. So um he helped load it and uh and Clemente gave and he was gonna go with, with uh with uh, Clemente, but Clemente uh you know made up some excuse either that, you know, the, the, you know, there's too much cargo on the plane as, as it is. Uh, you know, he, Walker was a young single guy. He was like, you know, stay and enjoy New Year's, uh, New Year's, New Year's Eve, uh, whatever it was, he convinced Tom Walker not to go with him. And, uh, you know, obviously his plane went down. Um, and, uh, and, you know, Walker would have died if he'd been with him. Well, Walker is the father of Neil Walker, who, uh, uh you know, really good player for Pittsburgh for many years before going to the Mets last year. Yeah. And uh is now the Mets second baseman. So Neil Walker would not be around today if it wasn't if, if uh if, if his father had listened not had listened to uh to Roberto Clemente. So yeah, it's nice pretty place. pretty crazy pretty pretty crazy. <laughs> too dangerous, I I know, so... uh, Yeah, that was another thing. Maybe it was too dangerous. But uh, another thing interesting about his funeral is uh, uh, the only member of the Pittsburgh Pirates that did not um, attend uh, Roberto Clemente's funeral was uh, Manny Sanguin. You know why?
2: Uh, No.
1: Because he wanted to spend the time diving and searching for the wreck and searching for the body. Oh, Uh, God. Can you believe that? So... Fucking crazy. And uh the, the, the plane and the bodies of the pilot and uh and Many were never uh recovered. Uh just one of those things, you know? So uh now yeah, we're bring in, we're bring it bring bring it down. <laughs> well, it,
3: it was it was a great story. I, I wanted you yeah. to to share it. Um have to uh I actually have something before we jump into the Star Wars. If you want to still talk about a, a couple of
2: uh, okay, go ahead.
3: couple of other other quick things, um, sure. Uh, you um, you know, you know the, the record that I love. The, yeah. the, right. So um, you told me the other day that uh, somebody had six double six doubles or something the other day.
1: Yeah. Um. I. I. I you know. It's funny because you you don't usually. Uh, this is not a guy that you normally bring up when you're talking about doubles. But last year, Daniel Murphy had 47 doubles, um, yeah. leading the National League, the second in baseball. Right? Yep. And uh, this year he's gotten off to
2: – man, has there ever been a
1: player like Daniel Murphy that in what, has – In what regard? In,
2: in, 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 the, in the regard that, you know, how he's – Totally, I mean, this is a guy that
1: uh, generally was like about a 110 OPS plus guy until last year when uh, uh, nearly 160 OPS plus um, finished second in, the, in MVP voting. Started off this year like, like like a ball of fire, leading the National League in hits and doubles and uh, with a 1168 OPS plus. Small sample size, 10 games. I don't know what he did today. Um but he yeah, had six six doubles going in, into today. Uh, did he do anything else today? Uh
3: I will tell you in a minute. Uh, I don't know why, I don't know. Are they playing? Oh my goodness. You know you know how you know screwed up I am, I'm actually looking for expos on the box scores. That's how messing up it. Murphy went
2: 0
3: for four against Jeremy Galaxy. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's I it's I think the last person I saw who actually started to have a career at this age, it wasn't even was uh,
1: Ibanez. Yeah, um, Ibanez did have a late season, you know, late late career renaissance. Um,
2: but,
1: I mean, God, if this was ten, twelve years ago, we'd probably be saying steroids, right? Uh, yes, but it's not.
2: Yeah,
1: for a guy to, uh all of a sudden. You know, last year post his career high in doubles, home runs, triples, (laughs) RBI, uh, base hit. No, actually he had 188 base hits with uh, the Mets in in 2013. But you know what I'm talking about. But it it, it
3: all started in the playoffs in the 2015 in the Mets. It
1: did. Yeah, it started in the playoffs in 2015, and he carried it forward last year, 2016. I kept waiting for it to end. Uh, but uh, uh, it, it never did. He really had a fantastic season all around. And was and was the Nationals' best player, and he's kind of starting off the season the same way. Uh,
3: yeah, he's betting three. He's betting four forty something. <laughs> well, I suppose be- before today, four forty four. Yeah, four forty four. So, yeah. um, uh, my my favorite record um, is the. Uh, I can't explain why, but I, I love the doubles record. Um, I, I love it's 67 doubles by Earl Webb of, you know, complete, you know, free season. Um, but uh, I, I've, I've wanted to see a guy hit 60 doubles since, I guess because the home run record became so uh, pronounced and then it was uh, sort of taken advantage of by steroids. No one's hit 60 doubles right. since the 30s. Helton came close, hit 59. So uh, I, I always watch guys who were going to, you know, get lots of doubles. But the one player who was an afterthought of mine in our preseason discussions, his
2: ninth double today. Ooh. Who's
3: that? Uh, Mitch Moreland. Mitch, the, yes. He's he's on Boston? Uh, The the Boston uh, first baseman. First baseman. Yeah. He did his ninth double today.
1: The problem with that, though, is, I mean, first of all, he's not going to continue that toward a start because he's not that
2: good of a hitter. But,
1: uh, but also, uh, you know, uh, he's not going to play every day uh, once family- Ramirez comes back. Right, and that was the other
3: thing that, you know, that uh, he, you know, he hasn't... Uh, he, he, he's not going to play full-time. Um, right. And he, he's lefty playing in Boston. He's never had 30 doubles in a season. Um, but, uh, I don't know,
1: still fun for me to watch.
2: Cool. <laughs> yes. Cool. It's
1: it still fun for me to watch. Um, uh, what else? You said you had one more thing? Uh
3: no, I was gonna bring up Jason Hayward and Jay Bruce, but I'll I'll leave that big.
1: Yeah, don't don't be a dick. Sorry. I'll leave it big. And then I and then I have But you know, I can't I have a, not have an episode where I say, fuck Jason Hayward. <laughs> uh, but you, but I should I re- change I, your Twitter I, name. Yeah, what's that? Yeah I should. From um,
3: from what is it that you have on there now?
2: McGog? Mac Mac it's a it's a Gaelic
1: pronunciation of my last name. It's Mac Horley.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, quickly, just looking at the uh, standings after uh, after a couple of weeks, uh, Baltimore is in first place in the in the American League East uh, with the the Yankees right behind them. The Mets in Washington first and second in the National League West. No big surprises there. Um, Detroit and Minnesota in the in the AL
3: Central. Uh, How fun I, I, is that division right now? Yeah,
1: Jesus Christ, and uh, and and the Cleveland really struggling this year out of the gate. Cleveland and Kansas City, who are supposed to be the two best teams in that division. Right, uh, Cincinnati leading in the in the uh, NL Central. That's not going to last. Uh, yeah, but uh, but but pretty interesting anyway. Uh, my Diamondbacks are in first place in the in the National League West. Very interesting. Yes, and uh, Houston and uh, and and, El, and and the Angels uh, at, at the top of the uh, AL West with my uh world Series winners uh the Seattle mariners in the last place yeah yeah that's not gonna last that's not no they they've been losing uh some uh uh, uh some some tough games so uh, uh
3: that, that that that's not at all gonna last i think they're they're playing uh they're playing definitely
1: below their head just as some people now, do playing. you
2: know
1: yeah. on uh on baseball reference besides when they, you look at the standings they have the win and losses games back they have uh another number on the standings called s r s which is run differential plus strength of schedule
2: haven't seen that one yet um, no
3: I, I, I run differential plus strength of
2: schedule
1: yeah uh r r diff no. plus s o s oh look look at that
2: look at that so you can see i noticed it'
1: I noticed it today for the first time. I saw the 2.9 next to uh, next to the Yankees number, and I was like,
2: well, what the fuck is that? <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah.
3: What
1: what does it mean, though?
2: I don't know. I don't know.
3: The number of runs per game, they are better or worse than the average team?
2: Well, run differential. Uh, no,
1: runs runs that they sco- runs scored versus runs that they allow. Okay. Which is how they determine your Pythagorean, Pythagorean uh, um, uh, record uh, plus strength of schedule. Which I don't know. I don't know how they. I don't know. It's 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 a weird like when you look at the front page of Baseball Reference and you see that it's just odd, and I don't I don't know if I like it. I don't know. I was always used to seeing three numbers: wins, losses, and games back. Yeah.
3: Well, what I mean, what they're saying is Seattle has had um, has faced some uh, some tough opponents. I, I I guess I I'm not sure what it actually here positive. Is a no, positive number good? I
2: don't know. No, a, don't a, know. a positive number.
3: No, let me I figure it out. A negative number is actually means that they've played teams that performed worse than the average team. So Seattle at three and eight. Um, because they have a negative strength of schedule, it means that they've been playing teams who haven't been scoring. So, like, for example, um, they lost 3 nothing, 2-1, 4-2, 5-1, 5-4. Oh, maybe, maybe it's the other way around. Maybe actually they've been playing teams who haven't been scoring.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Uh,
3: boy, what the <laughs> hell did you put in this drink? Not very impressive um, uh, on my part. I don't know. I'm going to have to
1: think about it. Yeah, but, so uh, anyway, I thought... I just saw that as something new. I mean, they changed the whole site a couple of weeks ago, um, right before the season started, and I'm still having some different difficulty getting around and finding things.
2: You know, uh, but uh,
1: but it's it, you know what I like about it is it looks exactly the same on your on your computer as it does on your Android device as it does on your phone, whatever. Yeah. Well, I I created a little uh, quick game for you before
3: we get to this. Okay. I was thinking along the lines of uh, The Price Is Right, okay. Um, and I, I created a little a, a little quick game for you. Um, and uh, Lars and any you can you can play along if you wish. I'm going to give you two players and a statistic, and you tell me who has, in your mind, the better statistic. Okay. Okay. Let me give you, me give you an example. Career wise. You know Billy right. Wagner is one of the best closers of all time.
0: Right. Okay.
3: Who has more career saves, Billy Wagner or current Tigers closer Francisco Rodriguez?
1: I think it's Francisco Rodriguez.
3: That is correct. It's Francisco Rodriguez. You got that correct. I would never have thought Francisco Rodriguez had more. He's been than around for a while. He's been around for a while now. I no. I you know what it is? I
1: still see him as that kid who was closing, you know K Rod, K Rod for the Angels back when they yeah. uh yep. you know, but if you if you think about that team, that team was a long time ago. That was two thousand and what, five? Uh two thousand
2: and two. Two thousand and two, yeah. Jesus That's
3: how long it was, right.
2: Yeah.
3: Okay, so you so you got one right. I'll give you a little uh let me give you a little uh, blue there, so you got it right, okay. Um here's another one. You just blew um, me. What's that?
2: You just blew me. Right? Can't hear no. you. Right. You just blew, blewed me. I blewed you.
1: Yeah. You said, "I'll give you a little blue there."
3: Oh, I blewed you. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Here, here, here's, here's a
2: different one. You know Mark Langston? Yes. Long career. What kind? Right. Long career, right? Really long career. Yeah, probably about fifteen years, right? Fifteen, fifteen okay. years. Who do you think has more career wins, Mark Langston or Justin Verlander? Oh, oh that's a tough one. Um, I think Langston had a bunch of good seasons, and then he had some bad luck seasons. Um, probably finished
1: the one hundred and fifty, one hundred and sixty win. Uh, air, air area. Um, since you're asking it, and, 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 and since since Verlander is, is, is a current guy, I'm probably going to say Verlander, who I don't think has 200 yet. He's probably 170 something. Right. Now, I'm so, gonna go Verlander. Verlander. Okay. Okay.
3: So this is why I answered. It. No, it's actually Mark Langston. Oh. Okay.
1: Uh,
3: okay. But Langston has 179. Verlander has 174 wins. Wow, okay. So um, I... I in probably, I, what, three or four less years? In three or four less years, that's right. In mm-hmm. three or four less years, Justin Verlander is 174 and 106. Wow. And while they thought he lost it about three years ago, obviously he regained it as a motherfucker last year because he finished second in the Cy Young Award, and he's even better this year. Right. So, so he's on. You know, he's back on pace for a 250-win Hall of Fame career.
1: Um, I'd like to see it.
3: Yep, they underrated guy. Very likely going to finish his career with Detroit. He's got three more years on a contract, and he's pounding Kate Hudson as we speak. I'm oh, sorry.
2: And, Kate, Kate Kate as as we speak, Kate, Kate Hudson. Yeah.
3: Okay, now now going to get a little tougher here. Okay, okay. career home runs. Roger Maris or Robinson Cano?
2: Well, oh. <laughs> it's got to be Cano. Okay, why do you say that? Well, because Maris
1: really just had those, you know, two or three years at the Yankees where he, he did, a, did a lot. I mean, he was a decent player with Kansas City before that. Um, I don't know. Just
3: Well, you're right. Cano just passed him uh, last year. Um, uh I, I didn't – I just – I can't get it into my head that, you know, Cano is this, you know, on pace, Hall like, of Fame. But that's why Roger Maris isn't in the Hall
1: of Fame, because, you know, you don't get in there for one or two great seasons, you know? Uh,
3: he had two MVPs. He finished with 275 home runs. Cano has 279. Cano is going to end his career with close to 600 doubles and close to 400 home runs. But, um, yeah. And uh, he's got right now almost 500 doubles and almost 300 home runs. And he's 34. So, okay. Here's another one. Remember Frank Tavares? 4,000 plate appearances um, for uh, the Pirates and the Mets. you remember Frank Tavares? Fast guy? Yeah,
0: yeah. Barely.
3: Right, short stuff. Oh, oh, really? You were talking about, you know, how We Are Family was your favorite team and, and all that?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah.
3: So uh, Frank Tavares played um, played for uh, for about twelve years. had forty five hundred plate appearances.
1: You got to remember. Uh, you got to remember though. In seventy nine, the Pirates traded Tavares early in the season to, to the Mets. To the Mets. Yeah, yeah. So he wasn't yeah. part of. He really wasn't part of that. We are family team. No,
3: no. They they he he wasn't. He was traded to Tim Foley, who was
2: right.
1: part of the We Are Family team.
2: So this but, game. Yeah, he loved, he,
1: but he had a lot of speed he uh i think s- stole 60 something bases one year uh, uh for, for you know for uh for the pirates back in the mid 70s
3: he stole 70 in 77
1: yeah, yeah. 70 okay yeah. yeah
3: so so frank Tavares um played who, who had a very unusual statistic he played 164 games because he was traded when the pirates were behind schedule uh, second most uh, in, in history, behind uh wow. Wilson, played 165 one year. Okay. But, uh, um, Matt, Manuel Margot is an outfielder
2: who for the came over
3: for the Padres in the in the in the Red Sox Padres, all those trades that were going on. Rookie right. got about 25, 30 play defenses this year. Played some
1: last year. Who has more career home runs? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Frank,
1: I think Frank Tavares probably only had uh I mean he had no power at all. I'd be right. surprised if I'd be surprised if he had five. So I'm gonna say Margot.
3: Manuel Margot in about seventy plate appearances has three home runs. Frank Tavares in four thousand twenty eight had two plate appearances, had two home <laughs>
1: runs. Yeah. that's funny. So,
3: yeah. So uh so that's how we go. Here's another one. Career strikeouts.
2: Clayton Kershaw who's played nine seasons or Jim Palmer, who played maybe 19 seasons? Kershaw. Okay.
3: Yeah, well, that's interesting because Palmer's a Hall of Famer. He actually has 200 more than Kershaw,
2: which okay. is,
3: which is blows my mind because Palmer pitched, you know, a very, very, very long time. Yeah, but he was, But
1: Palmer wasn't, a, a, I mean,
3: necessarily a, a strikeout pitcher. He, he was not a strikeout pitcher, but but he was he pitched 300 innings five yeah. times in his career, you know, and he pitched 4,000 career innings, um, whereas Kershaw's pitched maybe 19, 2,000. 2, I looked at today.
1: So right.
3: it so and you
1: know
2: Kershaw,
1: another thing, another thing I thought about Jim Palmer. When you think about Jim Palmer, Hall of Famer Jim Palmer, don't you just automatically have it in your head that he won 300 games?
2: I do. I
3: absolutely. Yeah. I've actually got stuck on trivia questions by saying that he had three, he's one of the after three hundred win guys. Yeah, like oh, of yeah. course he won three hundred. Yeah,
2: yeah. 260, 260 something. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's crazy, right? right? He stopped winning games at uh, in his early thirties.
2: Um, yeah, so, yeah. I mean,
3: Well, he
1: was uh, he he did win fifteen games when he was like thirty six, but uh, okay. but yeah, no, I mean he you know. He was winning twenty games a year, you know, from nineteen seventy to like you know pretty much every every year in the seventies. Yeah. You know, he won. You know, he was a twenty game winner. You know, I, in, in my head, I just pictured him winning twenty, twenty one, twenty two games every single year when I was a kid. He so how, three, is the guy, how
2: did he you got? Know, he won
3: how three guy, Cy Youngs in four years, and then finished second and third in the next two. Wow! He, okay, yeah, three Cy Youngs, and the only reason he lost. Uh, was he lost to Sparky Lyle? Um, in uh, I don't know what year it was, but Sparky Lyle. So he could have had four
2: seventy-seven. Years. Oh wow! I'm sitting here looking at this.
1: Okay, he had a fifth place finish. Another fifth place finish. Then he then he had a first place finish. Then in seventy-four he was hurt. Then he finished first, first, second, third, and then when he was thirty-six years old, nineteen eighty-two, he came back and had another second place.
3: Oh God, really? Pitch. I did I did not know that. Okay.
1: Yeah. But he was thirty six. He uh he had he went fifteen and five for the uh for the Orioles in eighty two. Right. Uh two two hundred and twenty seven innings pitched. Uh the oh, yeah.
3: league. Ruk- won that year though.
1: Right uh, eighty two was Vukovich. Vukovic, okay. yes, the Brewers made it to the World Series, yeah.
2: Right. Right. Wow.
1: Pretty pretty crazy. Just, he, he just in my head I just always I, I just always have Jim Palmer having 300 wins.
3: Right, and so do I. And Kershaw is going to pass him in strikeouts probably this year after 10 seasons.
2: Wow.
3: He's phenomenal. He's he's uh, it's, it's it's so so you, you see you see how the game goes. Okay. okay. I'm going to ask you two. I'm going to ask you uh uh there's, there's three more. Here's a silly one. Um, who do you think has more career wins as a manager? Tommy Lasorda, who was forever the right. Dodgers manager,
1: or Bruce Bochy. Bruce Bochy's been been a manager for San Francisco for a really long time. Before that he was manager with uh with
2: with the Padres. Yep. Um I I, I I'll guess Bruce Bochy. Okay. Uh Bruce Bochy, um
3: sometimes I like to, you know, trick you a little bit on this. But like yeah. the, reason, the re- reason I bring up Bochi is it, it's not even close. He's got 1,800. Lasorda doesn't even have 1,600. Wow. And B- Bruce Bochy, at the end of this year, will be a top 14 manager in terms of wins, maybe top 13. And he's going to be the only manager. He'll be a top 10 manager in a couple years in terms of wins. And he's the wow. only manager... The, every manager who's won more games than him is a Hall of Famer, with the exception of um,
1: Gene Mock. I think it's Gene oh, Mock. Bochy's going into the Hall of Fame.
2: <laughs> I, got just,
1: no, I got no doubt in my mind that Bochi's going into the Hall of Fame. I know. But it just crept up on me that Bruce Bochy is going to be one of the top
3: ten winning, in terms of wins, managers, He's going to pass Leo DeRocha, Casey Stengel, and Joe McCarthy next year.
2: Yep.
3: Yeah. So, Pretty Bob amazing. Um, okay, here's another one. Doubles. Miguel Cabrera or Willie Mays? Willie Career. Mays 20, 22 seasons, Willie Mays or Miguel
2: Cabrera. How many seasons I, has Cabrera played? I guarantee you're going to get it wrong.
1: But um, I, mean, well, I got a fifty-fifty shot. If I just, you know, if I just, if I just want to guess, um, okay. um, I think. Michael Cabrera I think,
3: has played fifteen
1: years,
2: fourteen, fourteen full <laughs> seasons. He's got a lot of doubles.
1: I know he led the league several times. He definitely had over fifty at least once. Twice. Um, Twice.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So I got to say. Miguel Cabrera, he's probably got 500-something home runs. I mean, uh, uh, doubles,
2: which uh, is no mean feat.
3: Actually, they're tied, so that's why I said you weren't going to get it right.
2: Well, <laughs> you <My> dick.
3: <laughs> Willie Mays and Miguel Cabrera each have 523 doubles, so technically you're right. Um, okay. But I thought that was amazing that Cabrera and Willie Mays are tied for doubles now. Um, and and here, here's the tough one. Okay, career war, okay. career war. Okay, Dave, Dave Winfield, right? You you know Dave Winfield's numbers.
1: Yep, three thousand hits. Blah uh,
2: blah 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 blah. Three
3: three thousand hits. Blah 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 blah. Dave Winfield's right. career war, or Chase Utley's career war.
2: Yeah,
1: Chase Utley.
3: Chase Utley.
2: Yeah.
3: I you don't you know want Chase Utley has a higher career by the way than
1: Winfield. By the way, Miguel Cabrera had a had a double today.
2: Shit. <laughs> Did he? Just had, just had to look that up. Yep. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Uh, so
3: you're right. I was right. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. uh, boy. I'm going to have to we'll go talk to the uh, the the auditors at Pricewaterhouse. They blew this, too. They yeah, blew um, that one,
2: yeah.
3: Right. But Chase Utley, and, and let me tell you the reason I brought it up. And, and this is where you get to confirm my, my lack of knowledge um, and over my whimsy. Did you know that war is not just based on players? It's based on comparable players, such as a shortstop, a second base, a catcher, a right sure. field goal.
2: Yeah, I did, not,
3: I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. Yeah. There's, so they're showing war, and I'm looking at all these shortstops, second basemen, and players of comparable stats who play the outfield
2: right.
1: have, uh, you know, and I did oh, not know yeah, that, okay. right? So, yeah. so but position, very good. Called, besides uh, era adjustment, park adjustment, there's also a position adjustment. Okay. But
3: in, but would you ever, I never thought Chase Hutley would have a higher war.
2: Chase Utley had
1: war. had an extremely high peak. He had a great, great five, six-year peak. But he had 5,000 less plate appearances than Dave Winfield.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, what
1: he did as a second baseman, besides, you know, know, the offense that he put up as a second baseman, he was also considered to be one of the premier defenders at second base.
2: Did you see what he did the other day? um, I don't think so. Um, He
1: was uh, was on first base. um the Dodgers it was it was a it was a uh the Dodgers were winning one nothing and they wanted an insurance run He was on first base. Um he stole he, he uh he went to steal second base. The throw got away from the second baseman and he went all, he came all the way around and scored. Jeez. On a on a stolen base error. Yeah. And just
2: just, just <sighs> put
1: his head just put his head down and never, never stopped running. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, it's one of the reasons why Los Angeles wanted him back. And, you know, they, they, they love his influence in the clubhouse. I mean, you certainly hear a lot of Chase Utley is a dick stories, you know? <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, the guy's name is Chase. Come on. Yeah. But, uh, um, <laughs> he showed up on, uh, on it's always sunny in Philadelphia once. So, uh, I, I give him I give him props for that,
2: but anyway,
3: well, he was originally I just I, I learned he was originally uh, drafted by the Dodgers uh, out of high school. He's from LA. He was drafted in the second round, and he mm-hmm. opted opted not to go. He played baseball at UCLA, and then was drafted by the Phillies in the first round. It's a lot of guts to turn down second round money from yeah. your hometown from your hometown team. Yep.
1: Yeah. Go to college. So I guess uh one of some well, college. Uh, we're running into the second half of the show here. I'm making yep. my second my second cocktail of the show. Uh so I think it's probably time we started talking about uh Star Wars. So what do you think? Uh I think that's fine. I'm gonna send uh uh I'm I'm absolutely ready to, okay. be, to be, so to be humiliated. So let me just get a few things about Star Wars off my chest. Before we start, I'm a huge Star Wars nerd, Um, you know, seen the the, the original first three movies many, many times.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, uh, George Lucas broke mine and many, many other people's hearts with uh, his awful prequels. Um, I mean, especially, I I, I was talking with you about this, renumbering the movies, where Star Wars, the movie Star Wars that we we saw in 1977, uh, you saw it in the theater back then, right? Oh, I actually saw it in the driving when it first came out, but yeah. Driving, okay. Um, but uh, uh, it's it now called, uh, you know, Episode 4, uh, A New Hope. Fuck that. It's called Star Wars. And uh, and for the purposes of this, this exercise, we're going to call it Star Wars, not Episode 4, not A New Hope, none of that bullshit. Uh, you know, when we saw that movie back in '77, we didn't know that it was it was going to be part of a, a trilogy um, right away. Um, mm-hmm. We certainly didn't know that it, that you know Lucas had nine films in, in planned. Uh, where it was this this was going to be the middle three. Then he was going to do the prequel, which he did, which 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 he did do, um, which generally sucked. Uh, and then now they started again with the with with sequels. Uh, to the to the original three trilogy. Uh the first one being Force Awakens, which was actually a very good movie. It was uh it was uh, almost it was a, <laughs> to use the word clone, it was kind of a clone of the first Star Wars movie. Um you know, they they, they hit almost all the same notes. Uh you know, the uh the young uh uh you know <laughs> it was Farm Boy in the first one, you know, uh Luke and and uh, mm-hmm. in this one it was Ray. Who's got you know? Who's definitely a force-sensitive uh, um, person, and we don't know her story yet. We have, just like we didn't really know all of Luke's story in the first one. Um, but for the purposes of, of this w- this movie recast game, what we're doing, and, and those of you who don't remember last year, uh, what we do is we take a movie and we recast the current major league players and personalities and, and managers and whatnot. And so we're looking at the first movie, and we're looking at that as a standalone movie. We're we're not really supposed to know that Luke and Leia are Darth Vader's children. Uh, you know, we're, we're we don't know what happens to to Vader. We don't know, uh, you know, what happens to uh, uh, you know to, to you know to Luke besides what happened in the beginning, where you know he he helped uh, he destroyed the Death Star and. And uh, you know, helped the rebellion to this huge victory, and you know, along with Han Solo and Princess Leia and whatever like that. So, just had to get that get get that little brief history of Star Wars off you know off my chest. Um, and uh, were you a, were you a fan?
3: I, I was never. Um, I never got caught up in it. I mean, there's people who who look at it as uh, as more than even mythology. It's um it it's almost a religion to them um obviously yeah, kevin I, I, kevin smith yeah. you know uh and a lot of friends i had growing up they were really caught up in it um so i, I, I wasn't i wasn't that into it i th- I I actually never saw um empire strikes back or return of the jedi um until uh until a couple of years ago
2: oh okay
1: i thought you were going to say you never saw them i mean you didn't no. see you didn't see those movies in a the theater,
3: God. I worked in the movie theater when they were playing. You know, right. one of them was, you know, the one with the, when they're going through the mountains and the scooters, whatever the, you know,
1: and the Ewoks that thing. So that's um, that's that's Return Return of the Jedi, the, the third you know that one, right? I I, ne- so the I weak, never act- the weakest of the first three movies. Um, uh,
2: gen, you know,
1: Star Wars purists like myself generally generally like, uh, um. Empire Strikes Back, the best. Right.
2: Uh, and that's what they say. They like say
3: The Godfather is a great movie, but people like Godfather two the best. They say that Empire yeah. they they like yeah. better than Empire. Right. So I, then I went to go see the new ones one two and like three. Like Kevin Smith said in Clerks, you
1: know you know Empire ended in, in, in a big downer. Of course it was a better movie. <laughs> what what did the third movie have? A bunch of fucking Ewoks. Yeah,
3: I, it just it just it just didn't it wasn't for me. And then what I I didn't understand them and then then recently maybe about 3 years ago
0: uh-huh. I
3: fi- I finally sat down and watched them in order and I finally right. und- I finally understood it. Okay. Well,
2: you know. have you seen uh Rogue
1: One yet? No, I I is that Jeez. is that the 8th movie or is that a side movie? No. Okay. So, I didn't know that they were doing that.
2: But basically, besides
1: the core Movies. There are also going to some standalone movies planned, and they made this movie Rogue One that didn't have uh, any of the major characters from 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 any of the other Star Wars movies. But basically, you know how the first Star Wars movies started with the with the with with the scroll, where basically it it, it uh you know tells you you know a long time ago in the galaxy far far away, you know the the, uh, the Galactic Empire is taking control uh you know the rebel alliance is doing this yeah they found they found the plans for you know the death star they, that all says that in the scroll well they they took that and that plot outline and they made a movie out of it called rogue one basically telling uh the entire movie takes place in the days in like in like the 3 or 4 days before the events of the first movie and explains how the Rebel Alliance got uh, the the plans for the for, for the Death Star, how they got them to
2: Princess Leia, and oh, I've got to tell you, right, and okay. I've got to interesting, t- I've got to tell you, maybe my favorite Star Wars movie of all time. Oh, okay. It's an
1: incredible downer of a movie because you, we already know, you know, what happens kind of to uh, uh, with you know, with with Leia being captured and, and, and everything like that, and you know that this is a standalone movie, and there's not going to be any sequel to it, so the odds of any of these people that are in this movie that are very interesting and and, and they do great character work surviving the movie are very very slim. So uh, mm. I'll, I'll just say I'll just say it that way. So it's very interesting. It, it was really well done. Uh, some great actors in it. Diego Luna is in it. Um, uh, 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 some of uh, Forrest Whitaker does, does some does some really interesting work, work in it. And, and one of my favorites, Mad Mickelson. Um, Mad Mickelson was the great actor. Uh, we're going to be talking about Grandma Tarkin played by Peter Cushing. The actor who played Tarkin in this, they CGI'd Peter Cushing's face onto the actor, but did it in such a way. Where you can't tell that it's TGI, it just My looks God. like they got. It looks like they got somebody who just fucking looked exactly like Peter Cushing <laughs> in 1977. It was fucking crazy, you know. Okay. I'm watching, uh, and, and you know they they did the same thing. Like uh, Leia shows up at the very end of the movie. Um, they got J- James Earl Jones to do the voice of Darth Vader once again. Uh, you know who had who had some small scenes in the movie. Uh, they did this, uh, like I said, they did the same thing with the voice and the uh, face of, of of Carrie Fisher with uh, with Leia Organa, Prince uh, Prince Leia, at the end of the movie. Um, but it was a, you know a different actress playing. So it was it, it was just really really well done. It filled a lot of the backstory about what happened right before the first movie, and and I highly recommend it. It, it, it was it was really good. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you'll have to check that out.
3: You see, I didn't understand it, so I didn't
1: even bother to watch it. I got to tell you, I I, I rented it um, from Google Play uh, last weekend. And I started watching it on, I I, I decided to rent it at like 11 o'clock last Friday night when I had already had a few in me. And I was like, ah, 72-hour rental. Even if I don't watch it tonight, I'll watch it tomorrow, whatever like that. I started watching it, and I literally, after a half hour, I had to turn it off and go to bed because I was like, I, I got no clue what the fuck's going on here. <laughs> I'm like, I have no, no clue who, who these people are. We you know, you know what what they're doing. So, but anyway, it was it was it was really good though. All right. Uh thank I'm you for sorry. explaining. I will. And uh, and uh, C3PO and uh, uh, R2D2 were were in it. So uh, let's let's just jump right into it. So basically what we're going to do tonight is we're going to recast the movie. And like I said, I spend way too much time thinking about this. Uh, we're going to recast, uh, recast all the main characters, uh, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Han Solo, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Darth Vader. We're also going to recast uh, some of the smaller supporting characters, Chewbacca, T-3PO, R2-D2, and Grand Moff Tarkin. So uh, is there anybody that you want to start off with?
3: Um I I had a really 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 hard time with with a couple of them. Um I I'd uh, I'd, I'd like to just get R2D2 out of the way. Cause, let's cause get a couple let's, get bo- let's
1: let's get both of the droids out of the way, okay?
2: Uh, okay. All right. So <laughs> what I'm
1: going to do what I'm going to do <laughs> what I'm going to do first is I'm going to just give a little brief outline of of what what these characters were in the first movie, what we knew about them, who they were played by, and then each of us gets to pick our, 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 our thing. Alright, so R two D two was uh a uh what they called an Astromech droid. Uh, um he was sent in the beginning of the movie by Princess Leia to go find um somebody mm-hmm. named Ben Kenobi, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, uh on uh, Tatooine and with a with, with a message um also claiming once he got there that uh Obi-Wan Kenobi was was his former owner. Um basically the droids in this movie, uh, C3PO and R2D2 were kind of comic relief. Um they were hugely popular with the crowds.
2: Uh, and
1: R2D2 was played well, actually there was a person inside that inside that unit. Uh, uh, a dwarf actor by the name of Kenny Baker, and uh, and and he communicated in beep-bop and but he was, you know, spirited, funny, and definitely handy to have around. He was able to get into, you know, all kinds of computer things with the, uh, you know, on the Death Star. He accompanied Luke in the uh, in, a, in, in the in uh, the X-wing fighter. At the end of the movie, you know, you know, each each fighter had had its own its own droid. So, so uh, anyway, that's that's just a little background on what R two D two was. So, uh, who did you pick for R two D two?
0: Well,
3: I'm telling you in the beginning that I'm going to uh, I'm gonna I'm keeping things very very simple. Okay. Because um, uh, I said I'm not into the mythology um, only um, because I, I don't go into the depths of it like you. Like I've seen, hmm. I've seen the J.R. Tolkien, you know, movies. I've never read the books. and I know you read them constantly, okay. so yeah. there's a difference. Um, so I took a look at a guy. I said, okay, well, you know, you, you wouldn't take a look at R. Two as being uh, a uh, a key player in the movie. He was, like you said, comic relief. Except he was also quite a lifesaver. You know, remember when they went into the, uh, the trash compactor and Right. Um, And he always always seemed to come through with
1: whatever skill set he had, whether it was... A handy, definitely a handy droid to have around. Right.
3: And uh, based upon size and overall skill set, I went with Jose Altuve.
1: That's funny. Jose Altuve was somebody that I thought of as well, too. Uh, And it's so funny. I I have, uh, while we're doing the show on mute in the background, I have Star Wars The Force Awakens uh, in the background and... uh, the big reveal of r2d2 uh in this film is is uh, just happened so oh uh, okay. funny well, so uh, you went with a yeah. you went with a short guy uh useful guy um obviously uh he finished what second in the uh a, a, a mvp voting last year yes yeah
3: and, Good and, and by the way i polled five different people on different things and 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 everyone i asked to
1: r2d2 came up with two two okay I did not come up with that uh, Jose oh, LTV because like I said, I not. think about these things a little too much. I, I, I think I'm, I'm thinking about a guy who uh, comic relief, first of all,
2: okay. and
1: immediately, immediately a smaller player came, came to, came to mind.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What also came to mind is this person that I picked is also impossible to understand, just like R2D2. And during his playing career, at least not in this country, but in his home country,
2: uh, he was very
1: versatile and useful. He played four different positions uh and whatnot. I went with Muni Nori Kawasaki.
2: Oh do you that's remember, so good, of course I do. And do
1: you remember him with Toronto a couple of years ago? When uh he when he hit the home when he hit the home run. I come from
2: Japan, I am jumping <laughs> You know
1: that you know what team he was on last year, right? He was on Seattle last year, I think. Right?
3: No, 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 no. He was. Oh, he was on no, no, the Cubs. Cubs. He
1: was on the Cubs last year. Yeah, And when the
3: Cubs wanted to drop him, there were players on the Cubs who offered to pay the salary of him. Yep. Just to keep him around.
1: Yep. He was a huge fan favorite, huge clubhouse favorite. Yep. Um, kind of a mascot, which is kind of what R two D two was. uh yep. and, and, and like I said, just for comedy relief purposes only, but also looking at his career in Japan. Uh, you know, he came over in his thirties to play yeah. uh, in the in, in the United States. First with yeah. Seattle, then with Toronto for a couple of years, and last year with Chicago. Uh, Chicago re- released him this this spring. That's true, yes. right? Yes. He's so back he doesn't in Japan, have a, now. He doesn't have a major league gig. He's is he back in Japan? Okay, he's uh, back but in Japan. Yeah, beloved wherever he went, and uh, and so he was the first person that I thought of.
3: So that's really really good. we're going to have to vote on these uh at, before we, before we make them make yeah. them official
1: uh well his partner in crime in the movies uh was c three p o believe it or not there was another per- there was a person in that too and that really skinny person named anthony daniels but uh c three po was a protocol droid uh and he was designed to interact with people or you know creature or or you know organics. Uh, he was designed for etiquette and protocol. He was and, and uh according to himself, uh is fluent in over seven million forms of communication. <laughs> and was the only one that could understand what R2D two was, was was saying with his beep bop boops. Right. Uh, so uh so why don't you go with uh, who you picked with uh, for C three po Oh okay. So
3: if you know you know something about um C-3PO, I can't believe I'm having this conversation, um, obviously a very intelligent um, yes. person. Um, uh, definitely not uh, the type of person you want to have during a war, or dur- during a fight,
1: because he can't get out of his own way. Um, he-, he doesn't really oh. defend also not really a person so but you know guys <laughs> but, but no, no, but as, as you're calling, but him, a person, as you're calling but him a person
3: panics under pressure
2: mm-hmm. you
3: know and and yeah, he's got kind of, but a really really smart guy and 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 a helpful guy yes so so i picked the player um who you probably have as an afterthought um if you ever if, if you've never heard of him i would i wouldn't even be surprised um you know he actually was um uh he made his major league debut as a Yankee. Um uh you know the name Ross Ollendorf? Oh yeah, Ross Ollendorf pitched for the Nationals?
1: Uh Pirates, maybe? Yep. Uh, okay. So well, I gotta tell you, you're freaking me out, man. Because Why? Ross Ross Ollendorf came up in my in my uh um uh they came up for another one of the, these characters, Ross Ollendorf really? did so uh, and, wow. and and that's really, really weird that, that that you uh you picked him. But go ahead. Why Russ well, Ross Ollendorf? Oh,
3: oh because he's brilliant and he
1: plays mm-hmm.
2: the
3: pirates, which are yellow, like Steve Rebio. So Gold. 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 Well listen, okay, I did <crochets> my best. So okay. Ross Ro- Ollendorf is a mathematical genius, um, uh, graduated um, from Princeton. Okay. Um, and he actually um, uh, developed a thesis when he was, he was playing baseball for the di- in the Diamondbacks farm system. And he came up with his, with his thesis to get his degree at Princeton to use statistics to come up with a proper return on investment for players that are drafted. And this is what major league teams still use today. On how they do wow. their allocation of their money. Wow,
2: uh, I
1: didn't so, know. I didn't know any of it. None of that yep. came up in in my in my, uh, in, in my uh, research. But but like I said, for another reason, a little bit down the road, uh, I'm going to mention oh. Russ Ollendorf. Hmm?
3: So right. Ross Ollendorf, and also because he he's he's tall and yellow like C-3PO. When he, so that's why I picked him.
2: And his All last right. name is Dorf.
1: That's the other reason. Ross Dorf. Dorf, right? <laughs> okay uh I like it um so for c three p o
2: uh,
1: I'm just gonna say the player's name and i'm gonna ask you to just to, to go with me on this okay. i picked and- Andrelton Simmons all right now I could have picked simmons d gregorius or Jonathan Jonathan scope
2: uh what do
1: all three of those guys have in common uh they're aren't they all from uh um the Netherlands they're from Curacao. Curacao, okay, right, okay. Right. The thing that's interesting about all all, all of those guys is they're all multilingual. They all speak four languages. <laughs> uh, well, okay. they were they, uh, uh, when you live in Curacao, you, you're you're taught Dutch at a, uh, a you know in grades from grade school on. Uh,
2: okay. All of them
1: learned to learned English by watching television. While, mm-hmm. while in while in Curacao. Uh Spanish is a big uh because you know it's 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 the Caribbean still, Spanish is a big uh big language down there. And then uh there's a local dialect you know native just to Curacao called Papiamento.
2: Um,
1: so it's not seven million forms of communication, but uh-huh. it is four it is four, and as yeah. far as I can tell those three players are, uh, are, are the only uh, players in Major League that speak four languages. Uh, so uh, since he was, a, he was a communications and protocol droid, I picked a guy that could, that, that could speak four languages. Plus, he's also a super efficient defender um uh you know 3PO is a super efficient droid uh uh, uh you know I I kind of went went with that I could, and like I said I could have picked Gregorius or Scope but I went with Simmons Okay Okay <laughs> Did I mention that I overthought a few of these
2: Yeah so. <laughs> oh, that's
1: good
3: um, <laughs> I'd like to get Grand Moff Tarkin out of the way if that's okay
1: Sure Sure. Grand Moff Tarkin was, uh, uh, his real name was Wilhoff Tarkin. Um, and uh, they actually, in the first movie, they never called him Grand Moff Tarkin. Did you know that? I didn't uh, know who it was.
3: I had to look up it. It was Peter
1: Cushion. Oh, okay. It was Peter Cushing. They called him Governor, Governor Tarkin. What a Grand Moff is in the, in the empire, the uh, Galactic Empire, is a regional governor of a certain oversector. And he was the regional governor of the Death Star oversector. Uh he uh gave the order to destroy Alderaan, which was uh uh Princess Leia's homeworld. Um he let Leia escape uh with with Luke and Han and Chewie and the droids because he wanted to uh her to lead them to the rebel base, which she did. And uh then at the end of the movie, you know, uh, the rebels destroyed the Death Star, Luke specifically. Um but uh but that's who uh that's who Randolph Tarkin is. He's basically in the first movie the the he's he's not the emperor, but he's like the number two guy. Yeah. Right? Yep. At that's least administratively, you know. Obviously the big bad in the first movie is, is 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 Darth Vader, who we'll get to a little bit later on. Yes. Okay. So
3: I'm gonna have you go first. If that's
2: okay on
1: right. this one? Sure. All right. Um, in baseball, who is the evil
2: empire? Yankees. Okay. All right. The um, Yankees' number one guy is is
1: really would be a combination of the Steinbrenner brothers, right? Yep. What would be a good parallel of the Death Star to the New York Yankees? Yankee Stadium. Yankee Stadium,
2: right. Right,
1: right. right. So the person who was in charge of Yankee Stadium, at least getting the funding for it and, and, and whatnot, was uh, Randy Levine.
2: Okay. And he's my he
1: really, choice. He really did all the state business. I really did. He's my choice for Grand Mop Tarkin. Not only because, uh, you know, Tarkin was the uh, the uh, governor of the Death Star Oversector, and he's basically the governor of the Yankee Stadium Oversector, uh, but also because he often comes across as arrogant, and despicable, and he uses questionable tactics. Look at what he just did with Dellin over you know, over the uh, over the off season. Uh, I think I think Randy Levine, that you know, obviously doesn't look anything like him, but I think Randy Levine is the perfect corollary to Grand Moff Tarkin in, in in Major League
2: Baseball. That's uh, that's uh, That's actually very rational. Yeah.
1: Like I said, uh, I think yours are going to be funnier because I I really really overthought this stuff, but uh, but uh, I can't think of anybody better as Tarkin than than Lee. Uh, oversaw Yankees. Stadium. That's why uh, he was brought in. That's why he was brought in to be president of the United uh, of of the Yankees is because of his uh workings with New York City. Uh, and getting them into the new stadium. There's really no purpose for Randy Levine anymore, but they're they are they have kept him on as, as president uh of, of the Yankees.
2: Okay. Um, I uh I went
3: in a totally different route.
1: I, I have wanted, a feeling a lot of a lot of ours are going to be that way. <laughs> I wanted someone who was uh ordering,
3: uh who was uh very um strong willed
2: okay. uh,
3: who was uh successful, someone who was uh militant, um, but uh, but also kind of a douche. Uh and, but he also had the look
1: of
2: uh the the, the,
1: the, the very Sallow, uh, sunken cheeks. Yep. And so I went with Jim Leland. Ah, okay, I thought you were going to go Bud Selig. I really no, thought you were no. going. I thought you were going to Bud on this one. All right, Jim Leland. Okay.
3: Wow. Bud Selig is actually better than Jim
2: Leland.
3: I got to think about this. Uh,
2: right.
3: I, I, I simply went with Jim. Jim Leland. Just as soon as I, I thought of Peter Cushing, I went right to Jim Leland. I, no,
2: I thought
3: you were going to go with Billy Martin.
1: Oh yeah yeah I can see a little billy martin no I, I tried staying more current with all of my picks yeah definitely. um um and uh and uh, yeah, it's funny i don't I don't recall you know anything uh anything that bad about le about leland I, I i can't really equate him with the evil empire um but but i could i could see the you know the look definitely and uh and and,
2: and what but uh well all right.
3: well what Jim Leland did as far as um, um, if you're trying to think of anything um, in in terms of, you know, evil, I I guess if you could, is um, he inherited a terrible, terrible uh, team. Um, One of the worst teams in baseball, Detroit Tigers 2003, under Alan Trammell, won 43 games. Then, right. then they won seventy games. Seventy games. And then the next year, when Leland took over and basically destroyed the team, they would won ninety-five games. Yep. Um, he just, he just, he ripped the team apart, um, and uh, and won. So that was my thing. He destroyed the Tigers and built them back up again. But, but I just did it because he looked a lot
1: like him. Okay. So that's okay. Kind of like your C three PO, you know, wearing yellow. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> I
3: mean, I told you this is.
1: I had to actually be very, um, surface on a bunch of these. All right. Um, why don't we round out the the secondary characters and do Chewbacca next? Okay.
2: Um, Chewbacca
1: in in the original movie was played by uh, a British actor named Peter Mayhew.
3: Um,
1: he was a Wookiee, uh, from at least what we knew about him in the first movie is that he was a smuggler and co-pilot of the, uh, Millennium Falcon, uh, Han Solo's best friend. Uh, And he fought with a very cool crossbow crossbow blaster and made these weird roaring, growling noises instead of of talking and was apparently very dangerous. But uh, uh, that's pretty much all we knew about him in the first movie. We find out a a lot more about him in the prequels, but uh, 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 that's what we know about him in the first movie. So do you want to go first?
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I wanted to get a character that was uh fearsome but but um also could be beloved. Okay. And I wanted to pick someone who, you know, you'd never see as a leader, but yet would always be there um when when needed. Um, okay. you know, solid, consistent um Talented, but capable of actually being a good you know, good sergeant, you know, not a person who needed, you know, needed all the accolades of being, uh, you know, recognized. A good, loyal person. Um, and, and I also was very, very uh, interested in picking someone who had the Chewbacca look. <laughs> uh, so I went with uh, a guy whose career really, really took off when he got to the ripe old age of 30.
1: In Justin Turner. <laughs> so you you went with a hairy motherfucker.
3: I went with a, a red hairy motherfucker who's talented, but you know, you
2: know he's he's feared. Okay, he's okay. feared. Right. Sure. Yeah. All right. He's, great. You know, great offensive uh, third base. No. He,
3: he's he's you know hit almost thirty home runs last year. He's you know doing well this year, but at the same time he's weird. That's fuck looking.
1: Yep, he's kind of kind of got that wookie wookie look. Right. Uh, That's good. If You don't have him, I don't know what to say. No, I went with Aaron Judge, uh, <laughs> and the reason why I picked him is first of all he's a monster of a man. The guy is right. six six seven six eight. Looks like he could be, and 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 he's jacked. Looks like he could basically be a shaved Bigfoot. You know, like if they if if they, if somebody captured a, sa- a sasquatch. And shaved him and put a bat in his hands. Um, uh, it, it, it might be it might be Aaron Judge, and I mean I I'm a Yankee fan and I don't think I've ever heard him talk. I mean maybe he just roars like a Wookiee. I don't know. Do you know? Have you ever heard him talk? Not that I recall. He could be he could be Chewbacca. So right. uh, yeah, I didn't go with the the hairy thing. I uh, I went assuming that they had shaved. Chili
2: oh, or, or,
1: or 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 big or Bigfoot. So uh Aaron Judge is my Chewbacca. How is it that you overth- <laughs> you
3: overthought everything except except the fun one? Oh wow. has oh,
2: got go a good You Chewbacca know what's so funny is I really
1: I really overthought everything. Except I was like, Alright, so we've got to do this, this, this and uh, you know, Chewbacca well Chewbacca's gonna be Aaron Judge. And then the re- you know it was just like the first thing I thought of, you know? Uh, yeah, Lars wrote um, that
3: uh, he um, uh,
2: Chewbacca Jason Worth yeah, J- Jason yeah. Worth Jason
3: yeah. Worth let's see, let's
2: see that's some of the others that's a
1: good pick uh,
3: Ray, Ray uh, uh, Mr. Sinister wrote right. Ian Kinsler uh, I don't know why uh, maybe he's yeah I don't a really get Ray. that either right. Kinsler is never a star a good sidekick sort of like Chewie
2: <laughs> okay
3: Okay, right, yeah, you know it's sidekick. I can see that. Um, let's see who else. Uh, Goldboy uh, went with John uh, Carlos Stanton, so he's with you.
1: Yep, a shaved um, bigfoot.
3: Yeah, yeah, a shaved, a shaved bigfoot. Uh, let's go with the uh Let's see who who else. I, I had I had some good ones sent to me. Oh God, I think I might have deleted some texts, but I, I had some I had some really good ones sent to me. Okay. All right, so... Um, um, oh, uh, no, okay. Remind me to tell you when we get to Leia. Someone had a great one for
1: Leia.
2: All
1: right. My my Princess Leia one sucks, by the way. So, anyway, we're we're, we're up to the five main characters of the movie. Um, all right, all right. Uh, Luke, Leia, Han, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Darth Vader. So, uh, yeah. well, which of those do you want to go with first?
3: Um, Kenobi? Sure,
1: let's get Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi was played by Alec Guinness. Sir
2: Alec Guinness. Uh, Mm
1: -hmm. He was a retired Jedi Knight living on uh, Tatooine as uh, Ben Kenobi. Uh, He basically spends the movie instructing Luke in the ways of the Jedi and the Force, uh, and he's killed by Darth Vader
2: in the movie on the Death Star.
3: Not, Not true.
2: What do you mean not true? Not true. He is not. He is not. That is not true and shame on you. Vader didn't. Vader didn't touch him. He actually removed his his, his
1: own body before no, Vader. No, 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 no. No, no. He
2: had <laughs> he he had
1: his lightsaber up. Yep. He was du- dueling with Vader, and when he yep. saw Luke, he put he turned his lightsaber off, and put his hands down, and and Vader, you know, you know, Vader. Killed him, but yes, his body disappeared and, and 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 whatnot, and he would come back stronger than ever and everything like that. But basically, he's killed by Vader.
2: Okay, he goes
1: okay. goes to the next goes to the next phase of his of his existence, which uh, you know you, you, he, he's seen in subsequent movies as as a, a, an apparition, a ghost. So
2: yeah, you
1: know, he, he died. Okay, he allows Vader to kill him. Uh I, I okay. We'll, we'll we'll have to get an expert on it. <laughs> oh, I'll okay. have to get it. I'm sorry. So <laughs> oh, Alright, so uh <laughs> so I'm guessing out of all of our choices that this might this one and possibly Darth Vader might be uh might be the two that we agree on. Um but I'm gonna let you pick pick your uh Obi-Wan Kenobi first.
3: Okay, I I don't know how the hell we're going to pick the same on this, but I I will I will tell you that um I think of um when I think of Kenobi, uh, he is not a person who is interested in his own success. He is not a person who's interested in in having his own accolades. He's very sure. he just wants to do his job quietly and uh, and go about his business um, and then go reflect and perhaps learn some more. And every time, you know, they want
1: to build him up, he somehow finds a way to decline. Um, and I think you're adding a lot from the other movies into this. Okay. We're just supposed to be focusing on the first movie. Okay. What we know about him, in the first movie, we don't know anything about his past.
3: Okay, but,
2: but go ahead, continue on.
3: So I so I went with a player, a person, who I saw as very stoic and very gutsy and okay. very strong-willed and very, very talented. Um, and I'm going to read you the runs that were given up by the Texas Rangers between 2001 and
2: 2008. Okay? Mm-hmm.
3: 900. This is a pitching staff gave up this many runs, 968, 882, 969, 794, 858, 784, 844, 967. Then they hired this guy, 740, 687, 677, 707, 636. They went from being one of the worst teams in baseball to finishing first or second six years in a row and the credit was very often given to my Obi-Wan Mike Maddox
1: pitching coach for the uh I could see
3: that. Pitching I, you know, coach, uh, he's
1: now with the he's now with the Nationals pitching coach. Yeah. yeah. Uh I could see that. Uh interesting beard. Uh like uh like Obi-Wan. Um, mustache uh,
3: and beard like a little a little yeah. mustache and beard. A little corn mustache.
1: Yeah, a little little point mustache and right. and kind of a soul patch. Um, Mike,
3: Mike Maddox takes himself out of consideration when being offered managerial jobs because he just wants to be the pitching coach and do his job and learn his craft.
2: Wow. Okay.
3: Plus, he has the right. royalty of the Maddox name. So.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. All right.
1: I like it. I like it.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, I I kind of went with the obvious choice. This. this uh, besides aaron judge Darth Vader uh wan Kenobi uh it, it, those are my three obvious choices um I, and for me, the most obvious choice uh baseball's uh current old jedi master uh, showing yeah. his charges and the power of the lights out of the force is uh Joe Madden of course he was um, my second choice I knew you were yeah, take him. yeah. yeah. so uh so uh, you know i i mean I mean but basically I just needed an older guy to play to to play Kenobi. Uh, to be to be Kenobi, so I I, I have and you know you, you kind of did the same thing. I think Mike Maddox and 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 uh,
3: no 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 the Madden is obviously Kenobi. There is no second choice. I just went yeah. with somebody else just because I knew you were going to pick him.
2: Yeah, and, and I I felt bad,
1: but um but I was having a real I ha- was having a I didn't want to pick uh, Joe Madden. I wanted to pick somebody else, and I just couldn't think of anybody else. Right,
2: because there isn't
3: anybody else. Yeah. You know, I mean, he he is he is Kenobi. He is he is right. wise. He is soulful. Uh, he is he is loved, revered. And he, he you know marches to his own beat. He is Ben Kenobi. But right. I wanted to pick Maddox. You know, um, only uh, only because he he stays away from fame, uh, which I think is what uh, Kenobi. When they found him on that planet, what was he doing?
2: What's that?
1: No, I mean they, when, when they they were they went looking for him, but uh, but he saved them from the Sand People. Yes. Okay. Right. 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 Okay. But he was basically basically just chilling. We found out we find out later that he rescued Anakin Skywalker. I mean, uh, Luke Skywalker when he was when he was a baby, and right. and to save him from his father, Anakin, who was we, we only knew as Darth Vader. Um he brought him to uh Tatooine and uh, to live with his uh uncle, his aunt and uncle, uh uh Owen and uh and uh Beru, I believe her name was Beru Lars. But anyway, um uh that's all all Luke do was his father was part of the rebel alliance or, or, or he he didn't really know that he was a Jedi, you know, all this kind of stuff was he was found out later on.
2: Hey by, by the way
3: um and I I I I would like to skip around for a second if you don't mind No problem Um do you know um there's uh remember when um Luke's mother what got remarried
2: Excuse me Um
3: so Luke's mother went to go live her, her his real mother went to go live... not Luke um oh god uh, Anakin's mother. Anakin's okay, mother, you know Anakin. You know Anakin's mother went to go live somewhere else, and she was murdered. She was she was she was stolen and murdered.
2: Yeah, she was a, she was a slave.
3: Yeah, right. But she actually got remarried to a different guy, and then they they kidnapped her. You don't know what I'm
2: talking about.
1: It was the first. It was that was episode one, which I fucking hate. So uh, I. I, I I I don't really pay that much attention to. Oh, him. okay.
3: Because Joel Edgerton, you know Joel Edgerton, the actor. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Right. He played uh, like uh, he played Anakin's uh, stepbrother
2: <laughs> in mm-hmm. the
3: movie. I had no idea. I was watching the movie over, and I'm like, is that Joel Edgerton? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I get online. I'm like, it's fucking Joel Edgerton. He's yep. in a fucking Star Wars movie. Yep. So so yep. yeah. Okay. So you know what I'm talking about. That that was Brought that up. Okay. Sorry.
2: Absolutely.
3: Okay. So, uh, oh boy, hold on. Ob one. Bartolo. Come on. Old, old. This is obviously a Met fan. No, we're saving Bartolo for Java. Everybody knows Bartolo is Java.
1: And for when we do, for when we do Empire. Empire Strikes Back. We and, right. and, still uh, have Yoda. Return. Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi.
3: We still have Yoda. We got plenty to do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh clearly Bartolo is job yeah.
3: so when I texted this out Russ, Russ writes me back Misa not watching the show tonight
1: <laughs> oh too funny
3: Misa think this is stupid
1: <laughs> 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 think um, all right why don't we move on let's let's uh, get uh, Princess Leia out of the way because somebody I had a really tough time with um, okay. and I picked somebody very very boring for it but uh uh, princess Leia Organa. Um, in the movie, what we know about her is that she's the daughter of Bail Organa, uh, who's a, a, a royal family of Alderaan. She's princess of Alderaan. She's a member of the Imperial Senate. She's a leader of the Alliance to Restore the Republic. Uh, we don't. What we don't know about her in the fr- in the first movie is that she's Luke's sister and Darth Vader's daughter. Uh, like I said, what we know about her is that she's royalty.
2: She doesn't look Jewish. Um, Wait a minute, she's that, that's Jimmy Smith. What's that? Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith. Yes, is
1: her is her adopted father in uh, in, in oh adopted
3: father right 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 that's right right right, right, right. right, right. Okay. basically
1: uh, what happens in in uh, at the end of episode three is that uh, uh, Padme has the, has the twins uh Anakin takes one uh uh to Tatooine with him to look after and the other one he gives to uh uh, uh Bail Organa and his wife to raise as as their own right just so uh
2: okay.
1: Darth Vader couldn't get his hands on them I can't wait for Brody to listen to
2: this okay go on
1: <laughs> so um um do you want me to go first or you want to go first
3: um, well, you said you were to, to say you had a hard time with it, so go ahead because you're All right,
2: um, this sucks. Uh,
1: I I picked Ben Zobrist, and the reason why I picked Ben Ben Zobrist is I kind of looked at him as a leader of the rebellion since his days in Tampa Bay. Then he okay. brought his game and and his message to the Cubs. And helped lead them to their first World Series title in over 100 years. You know, big victory, uh, kind of like destroying the Death Star. Um, he uh, uh, he was the World Series MVP. Um, I don't I, I was having a hard time with it. Uh, I didn't want to just pick somebody that looked good in a gold bikini because that happened in the third movie, <laughs> and uh, and clearly that would have been uh, Giancarlo Stanton. Uh, who I'm sure could rock a gold bikini like uh, like like nobody's business, but mm-hmm. uh, but yeah no I I just went with uh, went with you know like a uh, kind of like a hard ass uh, leader of the rebellion uh, I kind of I'm, I'm kind of equating uh, Joe Madden with you know with as as, as Obi Wan Kenobi uh, you know uh, I, like I said it wasn't my it wasn't my best pick of the night.
3: Okay. Well, um someone uh, someone wrote me that uh Leila should be um should be
1: <laughs> j- wh- what
3: what? happened?
1: Uh, your wife said dirty boy Earl.
3: Alright <laughs> oh, should should be Le- Leia should be uh de Grom.
2: Oh, because of the law. And time. I
3: was like I was like, that's pretty good. But I went I
2: I looked at Leia as an agitator, an instigator, right. Uh, young leader. Very brash, um, very very narcissistic, but great fucking
1: hair. So I went with Bryce Harper
2: <laughs> as Princess
1: Leia, who also could probably rock a gold bikini. Who,
3: well, did you see the the addition of um, uh, the the body issue of ESPN?
1: I didn't see this year's. He was in it.
3: He. I think it was last year. He wasn't even wearing a bikini. So. Uh, yeah.
1: Just, uh, just a smile, just a smile. Just, just, just that great, great hair. It, it's interesting. I never really thought about the hair angle. But, you know, she famously wore, wore, uh, you know, two uh, cinnamon buns on the side of her head. Uh, <laughs> the movie, the
3: movie, Rick movie with uh, Rick Moranis uh, and John Candy, Spaceballs. And Face she ball, the yeah. hair and and, jo- and the Joan Rivers, the C three PO characters trying to talk to her, and she takes them off. They're actually headphones.
2: Yep.
1: that was. Uh, <laughs> do you remember who played uh, who played uh, uh, the Leia character in in in, in that movie? Uh, Daphne Zanega. Daphne Zanega. Yeah.
3: Funny, she doesn't look Jewish.
1: She doesn't look Jewish. <laughs>
3: yeah. So yeah, you're, that's,
1: yeah. that's that's a clear win for you. I I I, I kind of gave up on, on on Princess Leia, so. Let's move on. So we still have Luke, Han, and Vader. Let's save Luke and Vader for last. Let's do Han. Okay. Uh, I'll do Han. You you can do Han. Han was played by Harrison Ford famously. Uh, Smuggler. Uh, uh, Previously, he had worked for Jabba the Hutt, uh, which they mentioned in the first movie. Um, uh, He's he's the pilot and owner of the Millennium Falcon, uh, the ship that did the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs, by the way. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and, uh and basically kind of like an anti-hero you know, certain roguish charm uh um and uh you know uh but you know says that he would uh, uh sell his services to the highest bidder uh and he definitely shot first oh the credo thing yeah the credo Credo yeah, thing later later on that scene was retconned by uh by um um George Lucas showing that Greedo shot first, but but we all know Han shot first.
3: Yes. Quite yeah. quite honestly, the, the Han Solo vest, the greatest movie wardrobe accessory in history.
2: Maybe um, yes.
3: Ma- making him look like a cowboy. Um yep. which was just I mean perfect. it just it's just perfect, right? Right.
2: Um
3: so I had an extremely hard time with this and I and I, I decided um to to pick two aspects. Would Han Solo, if he never met um this crew, ever amount to anything? I I don't think so.
1: Probably not. He was he was kind of living on the edges of the society, uh, right. a smuggler, you know. Yeah. Right. So
3: so just bear with me. Um you're you're not gonna you're not gonna like this. Um but I went I don't know if you remember him uh, he was an outfielder from the 60s, 70s, and 80s named Jay Johnstone.
1: I remember Jay Johnstone,
3: yeah. Okay, Jay Johnstone, because there was a lot of humor with uh, with Han Solo.
2: He He, sure. he did
3: not so listen to some of the things that Jay Johnstone did during his career, right off of Wikipedia. He put a yeah, soggy he was a, brownie, he, was,
1: he was a practical joker,
3: right? He put a soggy brownie inside Steve Garvey's mitt. He locked. Tommy Lasorda in his office during spring training. He actually got out of his uniform and dressed up as a groundskeeper and swept the stadium in between innings, and then jumped back into his uniform and hit a home run. He, yep. um, you know, he, he just did a he. <laughs> he actually put on Lasorda's uniform and put a whole bunch of padding up on it to look like a fat bastard, and actually went out <laughs> to the pitcher's mound. While carrying a can of SlimFast, which is what was sort. I mean, this this is a funny fucking guy.
2: Yeah. Yep.
3: But but funny isn't enough. Jay Johnstone, just like um, just like Khan, happened to always seem to be in the right place at the right time, and he has
1: three World Series rings. Uh, I know he's got one with the Yankees. He has Jay Johnstone. And he's got one with the Dodgers. Yep.
2: And his one other one would Oakland. be
1: maybe Oakland.
3: Okay. Yep, he, he was with Oakland. Yep. Jay Jay Johnstone, who, you know, he was with the Yankees for what a half a
1: season? Not even. You know, I uh, um, he came over and he came over in uh in seventy eight. Yeah, he
2: with,
1: was in the World Series, and he was with them in seventy nine for a little while too. So.
2: Okay, I didn't
3: know he was would have been so but he won a World Series in seventy eight after just coming over. He actually was with Oakland for a cup of coffee and won a ring with them and then won a ring with the Dodgers against the Yankees. Probably his three worst seasons. But he won rings in all three years.
1: But he won rings, yeah.
3: So just like you know, so he's victorious, just like just like Han because of who he was surrounded with. So that's how I picked Jay Johnstone.
1: Okay. Yeah, he played uh thirty six games with the Yankees in seventy eight and then another twenty three in seventy nine before they traded him to uh uh the no, the Padres, believe it or not. I mean, was he part of the was he was he part of that Ed Whitson trade? I don't know. I just uh, I
3: couldn't think of anybody else for Han Solo. Yeah,
1: I, it's a good pick. Um I went with a current guy. Uh, I, uh, 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 somebody that I happen to be a big fan of someone who I think kind of has a roguish charm. Ooh, uh, that, that might be, uh, uh, hard to see. Um, someone who, who I can easily see hanging out with a seven foot tall Wookie <laughs> uh, cause he's a fucking weirdo. Um, and uh, and someone whose services, has, he has sold his services to the highest bidder uh, at, at, at a certain point in his career. I, I'm going with Zach Greinke. Mm. Uh, and I know that he was traded twice before he landed in L.A., but he did leave L.A., which was a really good situation for him uh, by a free agency to Arizona. But I also think maybe he might be the only major league player who understands what a parsec is.
2: I think his <laughs> his
1: mind works that way. Um and can be one. can be one of the funniest guys. Like if you hear interviews with him, it's deadpan, but he is fucking hilarious. Um and and you know, uh I told you the story about what what he did um with um oh god, who was it? Uh, who was having trouble at the plate. One of his teammates was having trouble at the plate. Uh it might have been Adrian Gonzalez. When 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 they were with uh, when he was with uh, Los Angeles, I don't and, know, I don't remember that. And he's really struggling, and and he says, uh, uh, "You know, uh, yeah, I'm really struggling at the plate, man." And he's like, uh, "He's like, let's go into the clubhouse and watch some tapes, and uh, we'll see if we can figure it out." So he puts on a tape of him hitting a home run, Zach Greinke hitting a home run, <laughs> and he plays it for him like five right. times in a row, and he's like, and he's like. So, uh, just do that, (laughs) (laughs) which is an incredibly funny dick move to Uh, do. So, uh, Zach Renke is my Han Solo, mostly because I can see him hanging out with Chewbacca.
3: You you, you know, Zach Reiki was going to be a professional tennis player, actually. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, that's how good of an athlete he was. I, uh... I I'm sitting here
1: now and I'm and I'm thinking, how did I not pick, pick Hunter Pence for any of these characters? Seems like he could fit a bunch of these characters. Could have been a great Chewbacca.
3: Did you? Hunter Pence as Chewbacca? Yeah.
1: yeah. Weird beard, you know, hair, hairy dude, strange guy, lanky, you know. I'm going to have to, we're going to have to vote on this. Um,
3: Hunter Pence. That's a good one, but I love uh Lars L. Scott's um pick for Han Solo. I am actually taking mine out and picking him. I think that wins.
2: Keith Hernandez,
1: ladies man, great on the field pilot.
3: Hernandez.
1: Keith Hernandez is a good pick. Yeah, that's, that's a good pick. Great one.
2: That's good pick.
1: Wow. <laughs> that just, that blows my mind. Alright, so all we have left are Luke and uh, Darth Vader, who and, and like I said, at this point we don't know that they're related.
2: Oh, Justin we, Turner's all, up. He's Chewbacca. All, all, all we, what's that?
3: Justin Turner's up. He's Chewbacca. How many you not see this? Yeah, what's, uh,
1: I'm watching, I'm watching Star Wars instead. Oh, right. <laughs> um, okay. So we just have uh, Luke in, and, and uh, Darth Vader left. Um, uh, which of those two do you want to do first?
3: Actually, I'm going to leave that up to you because I said you're going to get you're going to get last licks on both of these. So, all right, let's do Darth Vader first. Uh, okay,
1: Vader was Vader was played by uh, well two actors. David Prowse was the man in the suit. Um, James Earl Jones famously was the voice. Uh, what we know about him in the first movie is that he was former dread Jedi who was trained by Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, we know that he lives in this armored life support suit. Uh, and that he's master master of the dark side of the force and he's basically the chief en- enforcer of the uh of the galactic empire
2: so who is your choice to be darth vader well i
3: i i went uh i went in a in a different uh totally different um area um the uh, to me it was to me it was no uh, you know it, it was you know the easiest thing in the world to do. And I'm even thinking of Hooper X's speech from Chasing Amy, right? You know, you know that that whole thing about uh, you know Darth Vader when he pulls off his mask, really revealing underneath you know the true self that he you know a white man. He said, that says yep. that's deep down inside. We we all want to be white,
2: right? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm.
3: Well isn't that true? So uh so I went um with a guy, I took a look at Darth and a destroyer, um, a person who I don't think was ever really uh a a beloved leader. He did anything he wanted, he didn't care who he hurt. Um, and deep down he wants to be white and I went with A
1: Rod. A Rod. A a great choice. He was yeah. my second. He was my second choice.
3: Oh, okay, I, I I I had a feeling you were going to pick somebody other than A Rod, but A Rod was too was too obvious. Yeah,
1: he was so obvious. I went with an even more obvious choice. I went, I went with Barry Bonds. I went with Barry Bonds because yeah. Barry Bonds right. clearly was a guy who was seduced by the dark side of the force. When he, 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 he didn't even
2: really he didn't really have
1: to, but he did. And once he did, he became the most dominant force in the M L B galaxy. I mean, this is a no brainer. I mean even once he once he went to, the, to to the dark side, I mean, even his skull kind of looks like Darth Vader's helmet. You know?
2: <laughs> Everything <laughs>
1: his, his head got bigger. His head got bigger. It got it got <laughs> to look like it like a Darth Vader helmet, man. <laughs> was this the reason
3: why you wanted to do this by the way? Um no, Especially. I actually didn't get
1: I didn't pick Darth Vader. I didn't pick any of these before before we did it and I and I and I didn't pick Darth Vader until about an hour before the show. Okay. And then I was like the uh, dark seduced by the dark side of the force. It's got to be Barry Bonds, you know. Right. Uh, right. Uh, Brilliant. And, uh, like Brilliant. I said, I, I was like, it's got to be Barry Bonds or A Rod, and I'm like, uh, I'm like, which one of them is more ridiculous? And I said, well, Bonds at the height of his game was more powerful than A Rod at the height of his game. They both were seduced by the dark side of the force, steroids or PEDs. Right. Yeah. And uh, and I was just thinking uh, about how fantastic.
2: ridiculous
1: how ridiculous Barry Bonds' head was.
2: Please say this is still recording. Oh
1: my god! This is yes, hard. we're
2: still recording. For oh sure,
1: we're, <laughs> we're still recording. <laughs> All, right. All right, we're going to finish up with uh, Luke Skywalker, uh, played famously by Mark Howell, uh, uh Tatooine farm boy, nephew of Owen Beru, son of Anakin Walker. We we find that out in the movie from uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, and we find out also that uh that uh Darth Vader killed his father. So that's what what we're led to believe. Uh he's and what else we know about him is that he's a force sensitive young Jedi knight that is uh, is is gonna be uh trained by uh by Ben Kenobi by Obi Wan Kenobi until uh you know, his his death. Um and uh he is uh basically the the decisive he used the force at the end of the movie to drop the missile and uh dropped the bomb into the, the the whatever shaft of the of the death star destroying the death star and causing a huge setback for the galactic empire, so all that being said who, you said uh you you thought you you were positive that we were gonna pick the same guy
3: no I was positive you were gonna think that my guy was the right guy
2: <laughs> okay i
3: think I think you're gonna like my pick um But before I do that, can I read you quickly the other the other people's contributions? Mm
2: -hmm. Okay.
3: Um, This is I I was saving this for for the end. Where? uh, Wait a minute. Who? Okay. This is from Casey. Um, He says that uh, um, about Luke Skywalker a young Turk, a young, a young unknown prince who emerges from obscurity to help save the universe from the oppressions
1: of an evil empire. I'd have to go with
3: Andrew Benatendi.
2: <laughs> okay.
3: So, um, and then, See, uh, I, was
1: thi- I was thinking things like that too, but I was going to go back to the 2004 Red
2: Sox.
3: Yes.
1: But, okay. Yeah.
3: That's good. And then, um, he says, but he, he picked, you know, a lily white skinny kid Benatendi. So, um, and then and then he said for Han Solo would be uh, would be uh, Chris Bryant, um, Kate, uh, uh, Kung Fu Panda uh, would be Jabba the Hutt. Um, then let's see. Ben Zobras is Obi Wan, so that's you know I mean the the hardest you know leader. Right. That you had he had Zobrist in there. He had remember what you had for um, for uh, C three PO. He had he had Xander Bogart. C-3PO because of the multiple languages thing.
1: Interesting, okay, okay. Right,
3: right? Um, And he says in Big Pop, he has to be in there somewhere. He just doesn't know where. Um, And he says, Trout Princess... Probably probably Chewie. He says, Trout Princess Leia. He gives everyone who watches him a hard-on and I just think of the the pre-pubescent fixation on Leia's bikini. So that, that was Casey's contribution. Albert from Taiwan wrote me and said that for Luke, he'd go with Buster Posey um, a young, good choice. guy. Yep, similar career path as Luke had to overcome a life-changing in- injury. How fucking, but that was obviously more than Episode One. Um, otherwise, had a pretty, char- pretty charmed life. Um, and then Ray uh, went with um, Harper. Uh, he's making mistakes like Luke, but he's still growing. Makes sense.
2: Okay, good. Right, so, yeah. so, so,
3: so there were some pretty good ones in there. Okay, um, I decided to go through a list of guys I have one, two, three, four, five, six guys that I had to pick from Luke. Um, and there's and no I, way in hell
1: any six of them are the one that I picked.
3: Well, I'm sure they're not, but I looked at a guy who was, um, he doesn't seem to fit the entire personality. Uh, I think Luke was very naive, and he sure. had this ability inside of him all along um, that he just didn't, you know, maybe didn't know that he had. And he obviously came from a very important family, you, you might say,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
3: and, and, it, and at a very young age became uh, the bold leader uh,
2: of uh, of his uh, his troop. Uh, okay. And uh, I went with Corey Seager. Okay. Um,
3: comes from a baseball family right big big famous family obviously you know Kyle besides his brother besides his brother Kyle anybody else he has another brother okay. um uh yeah uh in the
1: minors. um i forget where he is but yeah
2: he's, i think, he's he's also,
3: in the, I think family.
1: also in the Dodger organization i'm
3: i'm not sure uh, i i'm 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 not sure uh, his name is just justin i, I don't know where he is um, okay but,
1: uh,
2: Doesn't really I, matter,
1: but go ahead.
3: What's that? Doesn't matter, go ahead. Right, so, uh, but uh, the way that he, to me, he looks a little like Luke. Um, he's, you know, he seems to be very calm and cool under pressure. Um, he's 22, 21 years old.
2: Young, yeah.
3: Already, <laughs> already one of the leaders of the team. Young
2: guy, young He's
3: already one of the leaders of the team, and... Uh, I uh I that's who that's who I picked.
1: Justin Seeger's actually on the uh uh with the Mariners, uh,
3: uh Oh okay. minor 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 league so he's with his other brother,
1: Kyle. Okay. Right. He's not very good. So <laughs> um all right, so so he, uh, he you, you picked somebody that was young, um uh talented. Has ties, family ties to to baseball. Yep. Um, all right. So I, I'm going to tell you mine in a second. Uh, and 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 when I said that I really really overthought things, Luke, my pick for Luke is the one that's going to be. You're going to just be like, wow, you really overthought this. Um. Uh. But go ahead, continue. You said you had uh, some other guys that you that you uh, you thought of.
3: Uh yeah, but they, they but in the end when I thought of Seeger, I, I thought it was Well just who some of the other guys you thought of? Um Granky. Okay. Young leader trout obviously is a easy one uh to come mm-hmm. with. Um I had Casimir in
1: there a little bit just because of the you know, the look and you know uh you know, you know little what, bit, a way, little bit of brashness. We're gonna have to have a talk about this at some point, but do you know what Scott Casimir's walk up music is? No. Cashmere uh, by uh, Led Zeppelin. Oh,
2: that's great. Isn't that okay. fantastic? Isn't that
1: is fantastic? really cool. Uh, that's so- Ted Berg, who's a writer for uh, USA Today, uh, today uh, had, had, an, had had an online article ranking. Basically, you can go on to MLB.com, and everybody on the 25-man roster, it, uh, it, it, it tells you what their walk-up music is. That's okay. And it's not necessarily up-to-date, it's 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 what their walk up music was at at any given point in time or their like when they come in like a relief pitcher, you know. Uh stuff like that. But anyway, uh I, I digress. Okay. Anybody else that you have? No 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 one else.
2: All right. So um all right, so I picked a guy who has a
1: uh definitely has a uh, uh it comes from a baseball fan, um, not like his father played. Like you know, we were originally talking about this, and I was saying, you know, you could pick a guy like you know, Junior, you know, Ken Griffey Jr., because his father, you know, was a major league player or anything like that. There are a bunch of guys that are in the majors right now whose father played in in, in major league baseball. There's probably. A dozen, maybe fifteen guys right now that that, that are second generation ball players. Uh, some of them famously, some of them not so famously. But you know, guys like Peter Borges. You know, his father played for a little bit. Uh, like we said, Neil Walker, Tom Walker played played for the Expos. Um, uh, you know, blah blah blah. There's there's twelve or fifteen guys currently. Um, but I went to, I went with a guy whose second cousin was a uh, was was a, was an a major league baseball player. Um but really why why I picked this guy was for a couple of reasons. He's an actual farm boy. Um he owns he owns a, a, and operates a farm in upstate New York. Um
2: he helped undergo
1: he helped an underdog team win win the World Series. Earning the Babe Ruth Award as the most outstanding player of the World Series. Do you know what the Babe Ruth Award is? No. no. The Babe Ruth Award is not the World Series MVP. It's awarded subsequent to the to, to the World Series to the most important player on the winning team. You would think it would be the MVP, but for, but it's not always the MVP of the uh, of the league. And this guy happened to win the Berth, Babe Ruth Award uh that, that year. I think it's actually I'm sorry, um most valuable pitcher in uh because Babe oh, Ruth, famous,
2: famous, famous,
1: fam- Ruth famously was, was a great pitcher for the in the World Series for uh for the Red Sox. Um but also because he had uh, a tremendous loss in his family, like Luke did. Um his farm is named the initials of his farm are named named after his brother, who died tragically in 2013. He wears number 17. Uh, you know, his career basically changed um you know when, when his when his brother died. Uh his uh, his brother his brother's name was Dustin. Um and, uh, and he he became he became a totally different person and pitcher after his brother died. I and mean, he basically a lot of it has to do with faith and and, and whatnot, but uh, you know, which I kind of, uh, you know, is akin to the Force. You know, you have to have faith in the Force for it for it, for it to work. And uh, and this guy's a very religious, faithful guy. Uh, he switched his number to number seventeen. His, his his brother played ball too, and and always wore number seventeen. It was his older brother. Uh, I'm picking Wade Davis um, uh, to be to be Luke Skywalker for all those reasons. uh, His his second cousin was Jody Davis. Do you remember Jody Davis? The catcher for the Cubs. Yeah, I had no idea that they were related. Did you know? Um, No, I didn't. Yeah, second cousin. Um, uh, Wade Davis was a starter swingman for Tampa Bay before being traded
2: to uh, to, the Kansas City Royals, kind of as a throw-in. Right in the James Shields,
1: uh, Will Myers trade. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, Wade, Wade Davis was
1: was a not a very successful uh, starting pitcher. Starting pitch. pitcher. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, and then in 2013, uh, his brother passed. Uh, he changed his number to 17. Um, he bought he bought this farm up in upstate New York he, because his uh, he met his wife when he was playing uh, playing up in Binghamton. Um, uh, and she's a, she's an upstate New York person, uh, uh, so it's in the Hudson Valley someplace, uh, where where they bought this farm, this 168 acre working farm, and uh, and he named it DC Farms, DC were the um, first name and, and middle name uh, initials of his of his older brother who passed, um, and basically everything about his life at that at that moment kind of turned around. Uh, Kansas City made him a reliever instead of a starter. And he became a dominant reliever, uh, mostly as a setup guy to Greg Holland. Uh part of that fantastic bullpen that was
0: uh
1: Herrera, Wade Davis, and uh, Greg Holland. And then when Greg Holland got hurt, uh, you know, he became he became the closer. In two thousand fifteen he recorded the final out against against the Mets in the World Series. Um, you know, kind of like how Luke uh, basically, recorded the final out, uh, you know, against the Empire by by destroying the Death Star. Do you understand what I'm saying? By I overthought this a little bit, don't don't you? No, I I, I I'm I think this is good. This is good.
3: I, he can't wear 17 now for the Cubs because that's Chris Bryant's number. But, uh,
1: right, that's what I'm saying. He was he was. Uh, this is when he was with. Uh, when he was with. Uh, okay. Uh, right. So he had to give that up. Uh, uh, what what number is he wearing now for, uh, for 71, 71. 70. So he switched out. and now, it around, and now I
3: you... know why he's wearing seventy one, which I never realized.
1: Yeah, he flipped it around. So uh, uh, so now you know basically where you know he was this underdog uh, kind of leader of uh, of this underdog team in two thousand fifteen leading them to the World Series, helping to them to get to the World Series, and then delivering the knockout blow. Uh, and now he's obviously Wade Davis, one of the best closers in the game, and uh, signed a free agent deal with, uh, with, with the Chicago Cubs, who are the reigning um, World Series champions. So, uh, you know, he's going to have, now he's underneath the tutelage of, of, of my pick for Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, you know, Joe Madden. A lot of parallels, a lot of different things. Playing for his family, uh, the fact that he's an actual farm boy, the fact that he's got relatives that were in major leagues. Uh, Wade Davis is my pick for Luke Skywalker.
3: Very interesting. This is this is this is as well thought out um, as. Do you remember when we did the um, we did uh, Usual Suspects? Do you remember what your pick was for Dave Koolyong? The the congressional hearing on steroids.
2: Oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh,
3: you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Don Wakamatsu was Kobayashi. We both yeah. had, uh, um, oh God, Mark Fidgers has Finster. Obviously that made, yeah. that made sense. Al Raboski is Kaiser Sose. And then when you came up to Dave Puyan you went with the useless 2005 congressional hearings on steroids because. <laughs> it
1: Dave, because Dave Coulon was pretty damn useless in that movie. Pretty
3: damn right. All right, all all talk. That's funny. Useless. Wow, That's
1: I'm funny. gonna have I'm gonna have to think on that one. All
2: right,
1: all right. So I, I, so let's just
2: quickly re, redo I, our
1: things for uh, for Luke. I had uh, Wade Davis. You had Corey Seeger. For uh, 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 Princess Leia, I had Ben Zobrist. You had uh, Bryce Hopper. I had uh, uh, Zach Rinke, You had
3: I had Jay Johnston, but, but but Lars had Keith Hernandez, and I, that's that's really hard to tell.
1: Yeah, well, you can, you can't steal it uh, for <laughs> for Obi Wan Kenobi. I had Joe Madden. You had uh, I had uh, Mike Maddox for Darth Vader. I had Barry Bonds. You had Alex Rodriguez. Obviously, it's okay. Barry Bonds, right? Uh, for Chewbacca, I had Aaron Judge. You had. I had
3: Justin Turner, but you also had Hunter Pence.
1: I know, I'm saying uh no, but I mean Aaron Judge is my pick, but uh Hunter oh, Pence okay. would have been a would have would have been a good chewy. Uh <laughs> for C three <laughs> PO I had Andrew Clinton Simmons. And Ross uh, Ollendorf. Ross Ollendorf.
2: Oh, uh why I almost
1: picked uh Ross Ollendorf. He is one of uh he he also owns a farm. I I kind of was looking for M L B players that uh that were farmers. He lives in and Minnesota, Rose Hollendorf. Yeah, he owns he he owns a farm. Okay. I didn't know uh, that. For R two D two, I picked uh, Mooney Nori Kawasaki. <laughs> I love that pick.
2: <laughs> I am
1: Japanese. You picked <laughs> Jose Altuve, like everybody
3: else in the world.
1: <laughs> uh, and for Grand Moff Tarkin, I picked Randy Levine, and you picked Jim Leyland. Yeah, I
3: think we went about fifty-fifty on this one. To
1: tell you the truth.
3: Yeah, I before, before we make final decision and and have it posted,
1: I, I I want to think on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I I I know you must have thought of Barry Bonds for for Darth Vader before going with Alex Rodriguez. I'm curious why you didn't pick him.
3: Because it's Jackie Robinson Day, I didn't want to pick somebody black.
2: Ooh! Wow. Okay.
3: I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> you right. asked me why I didn't want I didn't I didn't want to pick somebody that was like oh Darth Vader black. You had to pick a black person, you know.
1: Not that you know. So you went the other way. The uh, the the reverse. You went the uh, um. Uh, what was the character's name from uh from uh, chase and Amy again? Uh, Hooper X. You went the Hooper X way and said that's a white man. <laughs> yeah, I
3: did.
1: That's why. Okay.
2: So I was
3: like. If I picked anybody black, it would have been why? Because he's black. I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> so,
2: wow.
3: Nothing against being black, but that's what he's black. I'll tell you. <laughs> but yeah. Barry, as soon as you said the Barry Bonds head expansion, I mean, there is no other. There is no choice.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely Barry Bonds. Uh, in in 2000, definitely looked like uh he was wearing Darth Hel- Darth Vader's helmet. <sighs>
2: Oh, uh, God. Definitely
1: going to definitely going to hell for that one. Alright, another successful show. Um uh we're gonna we're gonna this was almost two and a half hours, so uh we gotta we gotta end things here. Uh it was a lot of fun. Uh you can catch us here on Talk Shoe, uh iTunes. Uh Thank you, Lars. Great show, guys. You rock on. You rock on too, man. And um I wasn't nearly as drunk as I thought I was gonna be for this for this episode. You nearly know, as what? Nearly as drunk.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> but, but although oh. last night I was uh, last night I, I hit it pretty
1: hard, so I took took it kinda easy tonight. Oh. I'm still celebrating my three pounds of weight loss. Oh.
2: Oh.
1: <laughs> Alright, kids. We'll we'll see you uh next week, most likely, uh when we're gonna have another stupid, stupid show like we had tonight. Uh say goodnight to the kids, Colonel.
3: Good
2: night,
3: and uh, thanks for joining. Um, and we'll see you next
2: week. Ta ta. Judy was boring. Hello.
1: Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com.
2: It's my little escape.
1: Now, Judy's the life of the party.
0: Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon.
1: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy.
0: <laughs>